Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sans Pants Radio. How Good's Tui? Welcome to How Good's Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Good's Footy? Here we go, here we go, here we go. This week. Pretty good. Footy is the greatest game on the fucking planet. Boys, footy killed my knees this week because I stood <laughs> eight fucking times. Whew. I have I could be I have no voice still, and it's Monday, and the game was on Saturday night. That is the measurement of how good footy is. Footy's alright. Footy footy will be better next week. Fuck you! No, I won't. Nah, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really happy for you, Tom. Oh, it's. it's um, we oh. talked about this. I feel like it was last episode. How many close games people have had? I haven't had many. Fuck you! Have the most ever. <laughs> it's. I'd say it's exhausting, and because it is. Yeah. I was on such a high after the game for a good hour, and then when that high wore off, I went to bed that night. I woke, I didn't I didn't wake up at all <laughs> until eleven AM Sunday morning. Yes. So I went to bed at like midnight by the time we got home and then just like lights out, gone asleep until eleven AM. I am exhausted. Was it the game of the year? I think it was close. More like maybe the quarter of the year. Well, because I think I th- I think I can't so I can't answer that because yeah. I'm I can't watch it as a neutral supporter. So I don't know what it was like for a neutral supporter watching it. Yeah. From a Geelong perspective, it was great. It was it was an insanely close game. The Bulldogs game, I think, was more exciting, the Bulldogs-Geelong game. Yeah. Um, but I still think the Sydney North game yeah. from the week earlier probably just pips it. But I reckon it's in the top it's in the top three games of the year. It's sure. been some ripping games this year. So I'm gonna have been involved in two games goals after the siren. Yeah, it's mental. Where where both teams have almost scored like a hundred points. Yeah. Except Melbourne didn't because they only got 98. Why? <laughs> fucking comment. Um, yeah, nah, footy's pretty good. Footy is fucking good. Douche and I actually missed that game. Yeah. Um, we were um, we were at the wrestling. <laughs> Supporting um, the local wrestling yeah. scene. Fuck Supporting yeah. friend like, of the show, Dowie James. Who's a Geelong um, man. And he's it. a Geelong man. He he said to us that he was backstage and he was watching uh, the game on his phone. Apparently, like, oh, uh, people, like, before he went out to fight, uh, people were, like, asking him if he was okay because he was, like, crouching down watching on his phone. 
very stressed. Oh, it was it was fucking stressful. Yep. So was the wrestling. I got assaulted. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, a wrestler came into the crowd and uh, bumped past me, and I was like, "Fire out!" Did you go him? Nah, I wanted to. I he's wanted a, to. Dusha held me back. He said, part, nah. It wasn't part of the narrative. I mean, it's real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the cats, well done, mate. Well done. And the Bombers, they had a win too. Um, yeah, yeah. It was the first half was unconvincing and it really highlighted some problems that Essendon have. But then uh, we came together in the second half and yeah. that last quarter done. was awesome. Yeah. An awesome, two awesome last quarters. Yeah. Do you reckon it's a Freo thing though where they kind of dragged you down to their shitty level? I don't, because I don't think we were playing that poorly it was just like like I the goal kicking it was goal kicking we just didn't have a forward line yeah um which was a real issue but then like we just came together in the last quarter i mean i say we had no forward line fantasia kicked five and mitch brown kicked three yeah <laughs> mitch brown i since, love it <laughs> he's been listed by geelong and never so right here's the thing about mitch brown right he had his first game ever was against adelaide as a geelong forward when he was like recruited he was like 23 he kicked six goals in his first game but then did his knee or shoulder at three-quarter time yep. and didn't play the rest of the game. So he kicked six goals in three-quarter time. Jeez. And then just injuries and form and fell down the pecking order yep. and then got shipped off to the Bombers as part of the fire sale deal of <laughs> we need any player who can do a thing. Well, no, that's um, that's great, though, about him. Like He got brought in when the players were banned for 12 months. So yeah. he was basically a top-up player who got given a one-year contract and then here we are, what, three years later and he's still there? Yeah, so, so 2015, that was when we had to put together our makeshift team. Yep. And you yeah. can play forward and back. Well, yeah, he was all over the ground. So was Kale Hooker, and I feel like Mitch yeah. Brown did a much better event. <laughs> Hooker kicked three behinds in a corner. Dusha, you were saying we were watching the game, and you were like, Hooker is everywhere, but he's kind of not doing anything. Like no. he's, he's getting near the ball or even getting a hand on the ball, but nothing's happening from it. Or he's getting it and going, oh, fuck, it's gone. Yeah. Mm. Well, there was like... There was like a, he almost looked like a massive mark, like just in, like basically in the goal square that would have been a certain goal. He's also adopted the Ben Brown hold the ball up point of the goals thing. But yes. It did, does not work. <laughs> it Are you work. serious? Yeah. Football up to the head down yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, didn't work for him though. No. Oh, he no. doesn't put, he doesn't press it onto his forehead. He just holds it in front of his face. Like he's aiming. Nah, you, if you're going to go the Ben Brown, you got to go that. Because what it is, is Ben Brown isn't aiming. He's saying a prayer to the gods of leather. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed be the leather, <laughs> blessed be my boot, blessed be the goals. And off he goes. Yeah. So the gods of leather hear Kale Hooker's prayer. Nah, <laughs> fuck you, mate. Well, he's not doing it right. They, they yeah. feel disrespected. So <laughs> what happens is if you fuck up the prayer to the gods of leather, you actually end up summoning the demon of Shank. Yeah. <laughs> and the demon of Shank just goes, oh, you made an offering to me. Well, this is going off the right side of your boot. <laughs> well, yeah, he sprayed every goal. None of them were close. And oh. um, Brisbane lost by five points. Oh, against um, Adelaide, though, who brought back a lot of their players. And we're in front for a lot of the game. They were very scared of Brisbane. Had our chances, yeah. You you made the entire Tority, or I reckon the assholes of South Australia, clinch. Yep. That's what we love to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It's the first game I haven't watched since round one, I think. Um, uh, like I said, we were at the wrestling while the game was on, so we were checking the scores, and it got pretty close at the end, although Brisbane kicked a goal after the siren, so it was. Two goals prior. You had also kicked sort of. There were a couple of periods just when I was looking at what had happened, where you'd you'd kind of got within a goal, but like within two goals, and yeah. you'd look and you'd see that they'd had you'd had like four or five shots and missed them. Yeah, they That's were like, a little bit wasteful because they had all the running um, in that last quarter, by all accounts. Because I think I think Adelaide were down maybe two guys two players, on the bench, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and, um, and they rushed and, and they're heroic leader and they oh yeah, absolutely yeah well you could argue he's been missing since grand final day oh. um, <laughs> so yeah and they had a few players who were underdone so Brisbane had a pretty good chance to get back in that last quarter and they just couldn't quite pull it off it's another one that's going to fall into the yeah but I will say this miss. it shows that there's improvement because you showed us a photo on Tuesday, of the average winning margin of Adelaide. Yeah, it's fucked. So, the last five games against them, they've got on the end of us by like 90 points, 80 points, 85 points. There was only one close game in there. It was a few years back. So, yeah, they they smash us. And so, to get within five, really good. Because they got out, I think three-quarter time, they are up by four goals. And Brisbane in the past would have been like, ah, we tried, fuck it. But they just kept going and they have all year. And I fucking love them. I love footy. I'm 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 glad you still love footy. Oh, absolutely. Well, while the footy love is high in the room, um, I've got something to bring us back down to earth. Uh, Friday night, St. Kilda v. Richmond. (laughs) So we predicted a 60-point win to Richmond. They won by 54 points. Yep. What's what's cooked is, in this equivalent game last year, Richmond's premiership year, St. Kilda at one point were up by 90 points in that game. Yeah. And stunned the football world. And then this game comes along and St. Kilda go, ah, fuck. We don't know how to play. We're we're terrible. <laughs> oh, they fought back a little bit in the last. Oh, quarter. Richmond took the foot right off, oh, which was they... disappointing. I wanted to see a hundred point thrashing. So do our long suffering St Kilda supporters. We're not bad blokes. <laughs> yeah, the Tigers just are, are good at the G. Yeah, who knew? It was oh. at Eddie Hat. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, they had to go all the way to Eddie Hat. Yeah, they're good in Melbourne. They're good in Melbourne. Yeah, um, St Kilda. One thing to come out of the game, mm. Jack Stephen kicked a pretty good goal. It's pretty good. It wasn't traditional enough for me. Um, uh, and I've, I've, I've since thought there have been better goal of the year contenders from this round. Yep. No, that's fair. We can... And we'll get into them as we get yeah, to them. Yeah, no, but no, yeah, that, good. It, was, it was very good, though. It was flukish. Yeah, Bruce McAvaney loved it. Yeah. Fucking loved it. He was trying his heart out to make that game more appealing. Oh, they all were. I they... feel bad. The last two weeks, actually, those guys have like really tried to sell these games, and it's just tough. Yeah, like another benefit for St Kilda. I mean, Gresham had uh, twenty four touches, kicked two goals. Yeah, that's not bad. Seb yeah. Ross had thirty three. Yeah, but did what with them? Probably nothing. Yeah, not they didn't win. Yeah, nothing. 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 Prestia was good. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Martin though will probably get two votes. He had thirty touches, kicked a goal. He'll get, he'll get three votes. He was in the coaches' votes, so yeah. I think. And second. I will say, watching bits of the game, he was. He was much more effective than yeah, he has been. He, he, I think it was the first quarter, wasn't it? He, he, just, he, he burst out of the blocks, yeah. but then he, uh, he did. He's not dominating four quarters. No, it's pretty, pretty good year. that, uh, like one of the star players of the top team in the AFL can play pretty well against the second bottom of the ladder. <laughs> I'm real impressed, Dusty. <laughs> Holy shit! The Saints actually second bottom now. Ah, uh, no, they'd be fourth bottom. I oh think. yeah, sorry, fourth yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be in fifteenth. Uh, Gold Coast still are second last. It'd be Carlton, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Brisbane Saints. St. Kilda. Although. Yeah. You're two points behind St. Kilda, yep. but your, perc- your percentage yeah. is 20% higher. Oh, yes. yes. And, yeah. and, of course, it didn't take a massive dent because of the five point. Yeah. I think it went up. Is that oh, possible? Uh, yeah. Lost yeah, by it five. If it's, if I, it's I a close it, enough margin. I yeah. think yeah. it went up. Yeah. Because um, Adelaide won and theirs went down, I believe. Because mm. it was close. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was a shoot game. Was yeah. the next game any good? No. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Really? Uh, Collingwood beat North Melbourne by 66 points. And oh. it hurts me to say this, but I think North might be a bit cooked. I tipped North. Yeah, I thought, so I. I thought look, Col- Collingwood have won a lot. North desperately need a win. 
They were close last week. And to all the people who are saying that uh, Collingwood beat a contender in North, well, technically, Collingwood have still only beaten one team inside the top eight because North are outside the eight when they played them. Yep. So yeah. it proves that Collingwood and I think North, only good against teams from ninth to 16th. <laughs> North might remain outside the eight. I yeah, think they, they are. Um, yeah. A gallant run. Uh, actually, when you think, like, it's not over yet. There's still a big chance for them to make Absolutely. finals. Amazing season because a lot of people, not us, but a lot of people would have tipped them for the wooden spoon this yeah. year. Yeah, and, you know, to have come, if, if they're coming anywhere from ninth to seventh, that's yeah. huge. Well, what have they won? Nine games? Uh, yep, yeah, nine games. That's fucking great. They won, I think they won four last year or five. Um, and, and Collingwood just cruised and then murdered them. Like, yeah. The goalie kicked four. Pendlebury was Pendlebury. Three. Hoskin Elliott uh, no. three. Highlight of this game, boys, did you see Scotty Pendlebury bounce the ball on a <laughs> fucking pigeon? I saw it, yeah. <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> Is that not the best? <laughs> pigeon <laughs> survived. Just pigeon swung. Any animal lovers out there who are a little bit concerned, pigeon lived. It's, it's got um, a great story to tell. <laughs> to tell its pigeon mates. Yeah, one day I was out there on the field and uh, I'm actually the same pigeon that got hit with by a cricket ball during the Big Bash. What's your name? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I've been hit with a cricket ball and a footy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. That tells you everything about this game. That the highlight of the game was a pigeon getting hit with a footy. For Collingwood supporters, is awesome because they've smashed a, a team. There's guys coming back in the through the VFL side that are yeah. pressing. Um, Jeremy Howe laid an absolute monster tackle mm. and just... Scene. Collingwood are uh, getting scary close at being a sniff for finishing top of the ladder. Yeah, they, they're right Everyone in there. Everyone home is not too bad. Well, if they, considering they finished 13th last year. They're only they're a game behind Richmond who they play this week. Yeah, they, they won't pass them because the percentage gap is about 17. And they I won't think. pass them because I don't know if they'll beat the Tigers. Oh, it's, it's, it might be the biggest home and away game in years. Oh, huge. Like, they Huge. could get 100,000. It's fucking massive. Whose home game is it? Richmond. Gee, well, they, well, it doesn't matter either it's way. It's the G, yeah. Yeah, Richmond, yeah. I think, are 900 members off cracking 100,000 members for the yeah, year. Yeah, but how many of those memberships are pet memberships? And I'm not sure if they still do that. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. They I won't mean, tell you that. But um, Still, I, though, I reckon they have like, overseas memberships, too, where you watch it from... Although that's still a membership because yeah, they're paying to be a member. Because, yeah. I mean, every club probably can have the option to do that. Yep. So I know Geelong. Still, like, what's Geelong's membership? It'd be close to oh, 50? I think I think we've broken 50. I think we're higher than that because I think the idea was we wanted to break 50 and I think we've broken it. I think we're like maybe close to Yeah, oh, the Bombers, they'd 60? be pretty high. I reckon they'd be probably about 70 or something. Yeah, um, especially like after a season like this. Uh, it's hard to say because we had a really frustrating start to the year. But, but you're coming home um, like a train, which means like people a fucking freight train, which means people will sign on again. Oh, for next year, absolutely, because they'll they'll be buoyed by hope. Yeah, I think Brisbane Brisbane's somewhere in the twenty thousands. How many of them are from people um, who listen to this podcast? 10, I hope a lot, fifty <laughs> percent. I hope heaps. Let us know if you Brisbane, are a Brisbane member because of this show. I'd love to hear that, and, uh, and I'd love to cash we, my check we, from the Lions yeah, as well. That's what I mean. We can go to Brisbane <laughs> and be like, "Hey, hey, we're a sponsor. Give us, give us some um, Ashiola." No, but like that just shows the the golf in those teams because Brisbane's target, I think, for this year was twenty eight thousand. I wanted twenty eight in twenty eighteen, basically. So you know they're a smaller club. North Melbourne's target was five, so they've done that. Yeah. They've surpassed that. Good on them, but no. North I, have a pretty strong membership, I think. Yeah, they do. I, yeah, that's North, the doggies that are still North do the that worry. thing though, where they drop off. 
They drop off and then the club and is then, in danger and then they've got a lot of... Um, all, the shin bone and spirit oh, kicks in and they all buy membership. It absolutely does. And the club you, survives. The media vultures start like circling the yeah. club and it's like, fuck, we better buy memberships. Yeah. Good on them. I love that. Uh, speaking of memberships and not having them. Uh, Gold Coast, but uh, <laughs> in a very big twist and the biggest ambush of the year, Gold Coast Suns went, up to the, went down to the SCG and were just like, hey, Sydney... Go fuck yourselves and won by 24 points. I felt like I was watching an M. Night Shyamalan film. <laughs> with an unbelievable twist Because ending. the twist was too good to be true, but also not always executed brilliantly. <laughs> it's just huge. This is... Has this... It's not kept Lynch there. He's gone. But there are a few players who may have been looking at the door gone. May. Well, May said... He came out and said this is a huge win. And it it helped shape our future. I watch May's... first time they beat Sydney. Sorry, Sean. You're first up, time mate. they beat Sydney. I watch May's body language, particularly after the game where he's getting around the fans and all of that, and he doesn't look like a guy that's going to leave. Whereas Tom Lynch is kind of, I don't know. I always I've watched him and thought he doesn't look invested. I don't it, know. It's this game was fucked because not only did Gold Coast win, Sydney were thirty points up. Oh, I turned and- it on at quarter time, and I was like, oh. Why am I putting this on? Why do I want to watch a blood uh, bloodbath? I'll watch it anyway. And then it was just, it was fucked. Sydney were, had, were 29 or 30 points up, kicked two more goals for the rest of the game. Yep. And Gold Coast kicked 11. Well, like, okay. That's fucked. Gold Coast, uh, that team in the AFL, probably along with the Bulldogs, who just disappear for quarters at a time. Sydney yeah. disappeared for two quarters. <laughs> it, they didn't kick a goal in the second or third. It's, fu- it, it's unbelievable. It's, it's kind of this weird thing where if Sydney... Make finals, yeah, and get a home final. They're like, oh fuck, yeah. Like, <laughs> they actually want to play away. I think they've lost five games at home this year, which, which is would be unprecedented, unheard of for Sydney. Yeah, yeah I, I look at Geelong beating them a few weeks ago and how cool and great that felt. Now I'm like, ooh, yeah. Well, maybe that was an easy win. I'm scared though because Essendon have them next week at Eddie Had. Well, again, they're away, so yeah, that's that's a tough battle. Yeah, especially it's also after- hard when you're coming off Fremantle because you're not hardened for a good opposition. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Although I'm glad that it was actually you've had Gold Coast and then Frio. Yeah. Oh mate, you might be in for a, a reality check. But also, hopefully, they come at us in the first quarter very similar to what just happened in this game, and then Essendon are like, oh, hang on a second, nah, they're a real team. Yeah, but you know, back. Yeah. Like, hey, no, you know what? We really want to make finals this year. We've left our run way too late, but we're still a chance. <laughs> I don't think Sydney can win the premiership. Nah, no, no. Well, they can. The if grand they finals don't have to play at the SCG. The grand finals not played at the SCG, Sean. I still, I still don't rate them. I, I think uh, I'd draw a line through them. I think also to the to the extent that I hope they slide and miss the finals. I don't think they. Oof, they God, probably it's won't. Fucking close though. Yeah, it's it's tight. Oh, actually. Yeah, pretty much. I'm starting to look at the eight and going, there are teams that... See, there are teams at the moment out of the eight, Geelong, uh, Essendon, Adelaide, who are in better form than some of the teams in there. And it's like, I just want them out for a better final series. Well, actually, that's a really good point. A lot of the eight currently are teams that started the year really strong and have faded real hard. But also, like, Sydney are fourth with 44 points. Essendon are 11th with 36. Well, that's it. Here's the thing. If, If Geelong wins this week and you beat Sydney... yeah. We have a better percentage than Sydney. We'll move up the ladder further than them. Yeah. Like, that's how tight it is. Like, that's how crazy it is. So, you could jump from ninth to fourth. Like, if results... if other results in front of us go our way, technically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Your percentage is still all right to the point... Like, top four is not out of the question if you get a run on. We have to win every game. 
Yeah. You can't drop a game from here on out. Melbourne are suddenly a bit... Just, just while we're talking about the rest of the year. Yeah. Does this lift Gold Coast a bit? Do they come oh, to the end yeah. of the year and instead of going, fuck, we've got to get to the end of the year, they've now gone, nah, we can pitch a couple. Do you know what else will probably help? Definitely. They've got Carlton next week. And they've got a game against Brisbane too, which they would... They'd live for. Uh, form form doesn't count in those games either. It's a bit like because it's a the, the Q clash. Yeah, the I mean traditional rivals, and of it's the at Metricon, so um, <laughs> a storied rivalry. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> they will believe they can win now. I think when you've got a young team like that, especially one who have just had a shit house existence, basically um, a win against Sydney in Sydney. Like for those, you know how you would talk about you got to get a hundred games together as a group, yeah, and then you start to go places. A win like that's worth probably fifteen games. Oh, it's a massive you know I mean? galvan because it means not only was it a win away, regardless of Sydney's form at home, it was yep. a win away by a team that can't win anywhere. Yep, they've won away, and they played the way that they've been trying to play all year. Correct, and now they'll now they'll buy in. Those young players are like Stewie Jew's plan worked. Yeah. If we just try, if we play four quarters of footy, we can beat people. Like, yep. so it's good. It's all about belief. So well and done to Gold Coast. Great performances from like Lockie Weller and yep. Aaron Young. Well, they were missing four goals. They were missing so many of their their oh. first pick players. Yes, to go to Sydney and win, it's huge for the club. Good on them. I still think they'll probably fold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's really but, nice for them to have this nice glimmer of hope. So that then when it all goes away, they can still remember this time they beat Sydney in Sydney while they're playing in Tassie. That's true. <laughs> I can tell their grandkids about it. Yeah. It'll be great. No, like this could be a turning point for that club where they could finish the year strong, attack the preseason and have like a you know an improved year next year. They it, win could, another one it could save two. the club. I just got to win another one or two, I reckon. Yeah. Because yeah. then they'll, cause they'll be like, oh, we're disappointed. But like looking at it, they're like, well, we're not Carlton or St. Kilda shit. Yep. Yeah, those clubs especially I think St Kilda's worse because they had so much more. No one's no one was expecting Gold Coast to do fucking anything this yeah. year. Yeah, they were like the second pick for the bottom of the ladder. You know what? Tom Lynch will almost definitely leave. They probably will accept the compensation pick for him, which at this stage would be pick three. So mm-hmm. they'll go into the draft, pick two and three. They'll grab two probably great midfielders or a forward if they can get. Them. I'm up if if Walsh is still available. Oh, Walsh will be available, I think, because Lucosis will go it. number one. So they'll probably take Walsh. Well, no, but it depends. I don't think Carlton will go for Lucosis. No, I, Carlton will trade that draft pick okay. to Adelaide. Oh, I reckon that's a dead set. Who are they going to get? They'll get a. They'll get a. They'll trade that for a range of draft picks plus a player because it's a. It's a. Bit of a super draft this year where yeah. it's a deep first round. You know, that's the best. So Carlton will get two early picks and a player or something like yeah. that, and they'll give pick one to Adelaide. They'll get their fucking Adelaide player. They'll be happy. It'll do that. The only thing that could get in the way is it's two clubs who are assholes to About trade trading. With, yeah. trading with each other. Yeah. But yeah. Can't be like, no, no, no. We want your entire club for pick one. Yeah. But Gold Coast finished the year strong. They'll get those two picks, get two gun players in. And somewhat like Lynch leaving might also galvanize the group too because they'll be like, right, the people who don't want to be here are gone. We're in this together. We've got yeah, the true. coach. Things are yeah. starting to move up. We can do this. It kind of helps Stewie Jew because he goes, right, I can now – that's no longer hanging over us. Is Will yeah. Lynch go? Will he yeah. stay? Yeah, we have certainty. And you're saying you don't think May will go unless the season is a disaster? Yeah. And he's probably said that to Jew. He's like, I will I, I will go if the season's a disaster. We just yeah. have to be competitive. And Matt, Stephen May, I'll tell you this. Uh, I mean, I don't know him, but I would think that he... <laughs> I'm taking a leap Do you not here. know him? I'm uh, pulling, a bit, of a, pulling a bit of a Barrett and Tom Brown and just speculating here. But I would think <laughs> that he would say, he's, got, he's contracted next year. He'll stay next year. And yeah. he'll say, if I see a future, if I see that this club can actually do something, I'll stay. Otherwise, fuck it, I'll leave. And I don't think it's wins. 
I think competitive losses. No, it's, would allow it's more of a. Too. It's probably a Brisbane style season of this year, where maybe if they only still win four or five games, but as long as it's like, oh, it's very clear to me that these guys are on the rise. And then there's I will a blueprint stay. and a yep. focus. Yeah. And um, Gold Coast are shrewd, have become shrewder at the draft and the trade table than they used to be. Yeah. People talk about oh, why they go, why they give their top pick for Lockie Weller. It's because they had a guy who wanted to come and play for their club. It's yeah, the same thing with 22, 23. It's the same thing with Charlie Cameron to Brisbane. Some people, myself included, actually, were like, why the fuck would you give pick 12? But it's like, oh, we've had so many players who don't want to be there. Yeah. You've got a guy who wants to be and he's talented. Fuck, I keep right, forgetting that Cameron's injured at the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, next year. Oh, yeah, man. like Brisbane. Yeah. It's the same with, uh, and this transitions nicely into the next game, like Joe Danaher. Like, the fact that Essendon are playing so well without their key forward. Yeah. yeah. Your your forward line, as we talked about, was was misfiring. But when it when it kind of got its shit together in the second half, yeah, it's still a very dangerous forward line. Well, it lost McKernan. Yeah, McKernan. He did his hamstring. Game. That's he a shame. Year, yeah. doesn't need surgery though, which is good. That's good. So it means he gets a full preseason. He'll yep. be back. He'll be back for grand final probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When well, we come home like a fucking freight train. <laughs> ah, it's coming home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> football's coming home to Windy Hill. <laughs> Um, but then, like, no Danaher as well, and you've got these guys who've stepped up and yeah. filled that void, like Mitch Brown with his creepy mustache. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. But it builds your club, even if it doesn't pan out this year. Oh, also, it's, it's such have an stringer Im- at the moment either. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I've, yeah. It's such an important year because I think that it took a while for the new... Because yeah. it is a bit of a newer team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...to gel, and now they're playing re- the game that Wusha wants to play. Next well, year's... Sky's the limit for you as well, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, It's the same as like... Because, um, like, I mean, like, 2015... <laughs> sorry if there's any wind in the background. It's we're intense. currently gale force wind outside. <laughs> it is terrifying. We're, we're in Windy Hill. But, yeah, like, 2015, where we had an entirely new team, isn't actually that long ago. Yeah. Like, we've started from scratch and got to where we are very quickly. Also, some of it... Like, Devin Smith. I can't talk highly enough about him. I think he's going to set the record for most tackles in a season. Did yeah. you see the mark that he took? Yes. That is like a mark of the year contender because- There was a few this week. No hands, yep. <laughs> all leg, between two fucking blokes. Yep. He went like- He ended up like horizontal in the air. He was like in a Freo sandwich and he still marked the ball, went back and kicked the golf. No, he didn't. He didn't oh, he missed it? He had fell short. Oh, I only saw the mark. Yeah. No, the mark was incredible. He didn't need to kick it anyway. It was in the last quarter where we were. Oh. Speaking of golf, yeah. the one that was awesome, David Myers- Yes! What the fuck? Mitch Brown kicked one from like, his first goal was from about just shy of 60 as well. I was like, geez. Because he went back and I was like, what are you doing? Then he <laughs> nailed it. I was like, oh, no, good. Keep well, doing yeah. that. Essendon beat Freer. Essendon beat Freer 99 to 70. It was a rough first half. Essendon at one point had sk- scored 35 points off 32 inside 50s. Yeah, it was Which fuck. is bad. It was just like frustrating because we were spraying a lot. Or like we'd get it inside fifty because our, our like our midfield was just dominating Freer. Like yeah. once we had it in the midfield, Freer just couldn't catch us. Well, they didn't didn't Sean Darcy so that he pulled out, out yeah last minute and Darcy went down with a calf or a groin or I a- think a calf tightness in the warm up so he didn't play and then Bell Chambers had about fifty hit outs. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, he's just licking his lips. <laughs> big Bell, big aerodynamic. Well, who played in the ruck for them? Oh fuck! Uh, I was. Um, Let's have a look. Like Johnson or something. Jones, I think he's played three games. Oh. He had five touches and seventeen hitouts. Bell Chambers had fifteen touches and forty-nine hitouts. Oh my god! Yeah, so Michael wow. Johnson came in, and <clears throat> Michael Johnson uh, has, I think, already been told that this is it for him. He's not going to play next well, year. Well, 
Yeah, no. Ross Lyon has has not actually spelled it out, but he has said that if there are players leaving, potentially on how the year's going, they'll try to get him a farewell game. Yeah, which you'd think are Michael Johnson. Yeah. Daniel Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. I reckon Lee Spurs done as well. He's had a knee. Do you reckon Ballantyne? Yeah, Ballantyne's done. Frio's final game of the year is in, is a home game actually, so they they might all get a run. They it's might, against Collingwood. They might too. do what Geelong did a couple of years ago, and we knew we weren't going to play finals against Adelaide. And yep. Kelly and Jono and Stokes got a got a farewell game. Yeah, all three of them kicked goals. That would be. I actually remember that. And they and yeah. it got to the last quarter where awesome. Jono and Stokes had kicked one, and they just kept trying to get the ball to Kelly so he could kick a goal. Yeah. Finally, like Jono was running into the goal square, and Kelly was there for the cheapie, and you actually saw in Jono's head. <laughs> had, to do the, had to do the team thing. Only because the, the cameras are on. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know what? Even with the cameras on, it was a very high chance he wasn't going to yeah. kick it through. Uh, speaking of great for small forwards, do you know who's a barometer for your club, Dusha? Who? Orazio Fantasia. Oh, you mean with his casual five goals? Oh. Do you want to hear a stat? I would love to hear a stat. So they talk. So Fantasia's been missing for a lot of the year. Yeah. And uh, I think Essendon's form has been, you know, reflective of his absence. Yes. If you will. Well, because just before you get into this stat, people often like, oh, the difference between the Essendon and Collingwood game is if Fantasia was in the game, we probably would have won. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's a lot to lump on one player. He's very good. But <laughs> I think people might have been right. He's he's actually, I, I did think that. But then you look at injuries and things that probably hampered him. He's lightning quick. Very good goal awareness. Well, he kicked five goals, one. Like, he missed one. And good overhead, good but no, his knees. He can lay tackles. He can just kick goals out of his ass. He's a jet. He's he makes, a jet. He makes defenders scared. Yeah. Very scared. You've got a few players like that, actually. Well, and also, he's actually he's in a, probably a similar situation as Tipper, where you yeah. can put him a bit further up the ground as well. Like, if a midfield yep. needs a bit of speed, it's all right. He can play on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's much better on the wing than if you're, like, putting Jakey Stringer on the ball. Yeah. And I think when Stringer comes, I think we sort of learned that because we played Stringer up a little bit forward, but yeah. now we're just like, whatever, chuck me in the forward line. Fuck, our forward, it could be real scary when everyone's back. Should you imagine, a, so here's your, what, your, your, your Joey Danaher center half forward because he's probably not full forward because mm. he likes to run. Mm. You probably get McKernan or Mitch Brown <laughs> uh, at full forward. Mitch Brown's played 10 games for us this year and kicked nine goals. That's pretty good. Fuck, that's actually really good. So, and then you've got, what, Tipper, you've got Fantasia, you've got Devin Smith can play as a forward. Why Why put him in the forward when he's too busy tackling every bloke on the ground? <laughs> he can rest forward when he needs a bit of a break. <laughs> Don't get him off the ground, just rest him forward. Stringer, your forward line is potent. Um, but no, your but forward line I- is more potent with Aratio Fantasia. Here is a stat. Yep. So, uh, he kicked five goals. Yep. Your win to loss ratio when he kicks at least four goals, 7 1. So he's had eight games where he's kicked over four or at least four goals. And and you've, you've only lost one of them. Jeez. I'd like to just share a stat related to that. Oh, Tom's another game. full of stats Whoa. today. This one interests me because I like the Orazio bit, and then it gave me another chance to <laughs> pot a bloke that I'm not a big fan of, so I'm getting in on board. Yeah. Um, Tommy Mitchell. Yep. Gets 40 possessions a lot. Had quite a good game on the weekend. He did. A very good 40 possession game. Mm. Was instrumental and influential. But we do question his influence a lot. Yep. So he has had 40 disposals, over 40 disposals. Nine tw- times? 12 matches. This year? In his career. Ah, okay. Yeah. I feel like like four or five of them were this year alone. Maybe more. Do you want to know how many times Hawthorne have won? Oh. Sorry, out of 12, was it? Out of 12 games where he's had 40 possessions, how many times to Hawthorne? Five. Have? 
Bang. <laughs> five. They've only won. F- when you have a player of his caliber getting forty, if you had a put it this way, if Paddy Dangerfield or Scott Pendlebury yeah. or Dustin Martin had twelve games where they got forty possessions, you'd win more than you'd lose. Yeah, you'd yep. think. Apparently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not the case with Tom Mitchell. Which which highlights again that he's an inside mid who has to give the ball to other players. But I think actually highlights that Hawthorne are a better side when they're not relying on Tom Mitchell to do all the heavy lifting. Whereas Bombers need a ratio to, yeah. <laughs> to kick goals. Well, I mean, our midfield is insane. Actually, one player that I was super glad to have back and forgot how much I missed, Zaharakis. Yeah, he's, he was, he's been a big loss. Yeah, because he's yeah out with his shoulder. He's back. And boy, is he back. Looking aerodynamic yes. as ever. Yep. He's had a bit of a shave in his got a lot off. of the ball. Yeah, he had 10 touches in the first quarter. He ended oh. the game with like 20, it was only like 28 touches. Because his first game back, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, so he's just easing his way into it. He slowed yeah. off at the end. Well, because like, he's someone that like I rate really highly. Like He doesn't. He can kick goals as well if you need him to. He's just as important as Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I love him. Our, our midfield, though, because like, Merritt, someone that I, I forget about yeah. Merritt. Yeah. But what he's future captain, surely. Joel Dusha made yeah. a profit call on the weekend. Oh, yeah. He was looking at his Essendon midfield. Yeah. And he said, geez, I reckon next year, like, or maybe it wasn't, maybe was just like, in the future, year, a future yeah, yeah, call. The, future. Yeah. the Essendon midfield could rival that of Geelong's midfield. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, big call. Big call, but fair. I mean, yep. Parrish, McGrath, Heppel. Heppel. Well, no, I'm just going to go Parrish, McGrath, Smith, Orazio, and say Merritt mm-hmm. are all under 25. Yep. All right, so they've got at least five more years in them of playing together in the same system. Yeah. You then add guys like Zaharakis and Heppel who are in their late 20s. Oh, Heppel's not late 20s. He's 26, 27. No, 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 no. Heppel. Isn't he the same age? Wouldn't oh, Heppel, no, no. Heppel would be like 24 or something, wouldn't really? he? Really? Is yeah. Heppel under 25? Because if Heppel's under 25... No, Heppel's 26. Is he? All right. Oh. So Heppel, but Heppel, he's that's just okay. turned 26. He's just turning 26, so he's in that... May, he turned 26 May. So, yeah, he yeah. literally just turned yeah. 26. So he's in that He's in that upper bracket. But He'll he play for seven like, more years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saharakis, yeah. Bagley can play up through the middle. Yeah. That midfield is only going to get better mm. as they play together. Yep. That is a scary prospect. Yeah. And I mean, when you've got Bell Chambers fucking feeding them 49 hit outs. Career best form. <laughs> Do you know what else is uh, still relatively young? Tipper, 25. I thought he was younger. See, now I reckon, I reckon that midfield, Tipper plays forward. Yep. With Stringer. Yep. That's fair. And I think- Danaher as well. He's good yep. overhead. And again, he's about like, exactly like Orazio. Ball hits the deck. And you're within breathing room of Tippo. It's like, shit, he's going to kill me. Jeez, if it comes together, Essendon's going to be scary next year. I think that's what people thought this year. Yeah, yeah but we needed time to play together. It's like, yeah. Because um, Essendon had too many like players, I guess, where people were like, oh, they could be a star, where it seemed like the team was just like trying to rely on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because there was a lot, and it happened a lot, especially if you watched um, earlier games in the season, of just like Essendon doing like weird stuff, like a lot of hospital hand passes. There's a pressure to that too for those players because they hear that talk and think, I've got to lift up and I've got to be the guy. But then I think in the back half of the year, they've realized I've got to play my team role. Yeah. So becoming more of a united team. String is a really good example of that. Yeah. Because he went from like trying to kick goals from fucking 70 or from the boundary line on the run to just like quietly kicking two or three a game, which is far better than being super flashy because he's making a very big impact on the scoreboard all of yep. a sudden. Danaher is one I'm still worried about because he was injured for when our team realized they didn't need to do that. And he was up 
probably the biggest sufferer of I'm meant to be a star. That's the only what if probably for next year. If everything else yeah. gels and works, it's like how does the system work with Danaher back in it? Oh, Chambers gets a bit of a break so he can be even stronger. It's true. So Devin Smith had 10 tackles again on the weekend. Fuck me. He is averaging nine a game now. That is insane. And I think currently he is very close to breaking the record for most tackles in a season. And there's still like four games left. Five games left. Five, yeah. And if you make plus it. Plus finals. Plus finals. Like that's, that is huge. Yeah. He went like last year he was averaging five and now he's averaging nine. It's the more midfield time for him. It's what he's, it's, again, we've talked about this before, but it's what he's been crying out for. I think he's the recruit of the year. I think he shades your boy, Tommy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would say... It's probably between him and Tim Kelly, right? Well, no, because Tim Kelly is new. He's a draftee, whereas I would I would go for a trade. I'm talking, yep. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. in terms of like new player into a system, I reckon Tim Kelly's probably one of the best. Yep. But in terms of a, a traded player, mm-hmm. I think you're talking about Ablett. But yeah, no, sorry. Not at all. I, I, would, think- I would never... <laughs> I, I, okay, I think it's Smith, and if Charlie Cameron had played the season, and yeah, you had yeah. one more games, maybe yeah. Cameron, maybe Hodge, quiet impact. Oh yeah, I can get but, behind that. But I think, but Smith, yeah, Devin Smith for what he brings, MVP yeah. recruit. Um, next game, Dusha. Next oh, game, fuck. I'm sorry. Next sure. game. Next game was defeat at the Gabba for the Brisbane Lions, but a promising loss, a loss that I described earlier in the game, just uh, earlier in this episode. It's just a reminder that Adelaide, a team, they will like had to risk it all against Brisbane this week. If they had a lost, they could take a bye to finals. And they rushed back key players to versus Brisbane Lions. A team that on paper, you should be like, oh, okay, well, they're like second or third from the bottom. Probably an easy win. We can rest some of our players. Oh, no. Those kids, they've got a lot of heart. And Adelaide have none. Uh, <laughs> Which is why I was a little sad to see this as a neutral supporter go the way that it did. But still, phew, Brisbane is scary. I know we've said this a lot, but they're so scary. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> um, no, the kids, you know, they're playing. They have, they have a lot of heart. Um, a, a little less polished than they have been in the last probably month or so, um, which is a little bit disappointing. Fatigue, but starting to get to the latter end of the season, they're getting a bit tired. Possibly. There's also been unprecedented media attention at the Gabba this week because they won three in a row and all the media were getting around Rainer and McCluggage and Jarrah Berry and all of that. So maybe it was a bit of like external stuff and yeah. got into the heads of the players a little bit. Uh, it was also a massive week for the club because it's the 500th game for the Brisbane Lions. Yep. So there's extra media because of that. Oh, wow. Um, actually played their first game against Adelaide back in um, 98. So Adelaide won that by 36 points. That's a, that's clearly a fixturing decision. That's why it's yeah. been, it's taken you so long to play Adelaide at home. Probably, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I think so. they wanted to try to sync it up. Yeah, so that, I guess. Because with Charlie Cameron, surely, you know, they'd want to do that earlier. Actually, but. yeah. That's a good point, actually. Really good point. <laughs> yeah, um, but Charlie didn't get to play against his old team, unfortunately. No. Um, um, Hugh, Hugh Greenwood probably had his best game. He kicked four goals. He's not normally a forward, is he? I'd, well, he, he, he filled the break. Like I said, I, I actually didn't watch this game. I've watched bits and pieces of it and the highlights and all that. Uh, did you see Josh Walker's huge oh, hanger? in quick succession, there was a... Mark of the year contender from Walker. Absolutely, absolutely. And then they kicked it forward. And seconds later, Cam Rayner took maybe an even better mark of the year contender. <laughs> the thing I like about Rayner's is he is nowhere near it when the ball starts coming in. <laughs> Did you see it, Dusha? No, I didn't. He dives over about a pack of four or five blokes. <laughs> this is the first year player. Yeah. Clunks it, went back, kicked a goal. Love oh. him. Love him. 
Walker's mark was beautiful as well. Eddie Betts also took a hanger in the game. Oh, that was huge. The Eddie um, Betts one was very funny because they kind of crossed it over. And it was the, perfectly set up. It was Cedric Cox. Whoever, Brisbane, was saying, yeah. whoever the Brisbane's player was kind of looked and went, oh, yeah, Eddie's there. I've got this mark. And then he went, oh, you fucking beauty. And <laughs> yeah. just walked up him. <laughs> Step laddered him. Yeah. And then, like, you can kind of see, like, if you watch it in slow motion, you can see the point where his heart breaks. Um, <laughs> just as Eddie, I think, gets on the shoulder and he goes, oh, oh fuck. fuck. I'm going to be in a highlights package <laughs> in the way that I want to be. And then he rubbed his back. He was like, oh, no. Oh, that hurt. Because um, uh, yeah, he walked up. Yeah, good on, good on you, Coxie. Coxie won't play next week. He'll be dropped for that moment. Um, but. No, he's just been filling in for Hodge, basically. Hodge, I think, will be back next week to play Geelong. So Cedric Cox will come out. Uh, if you want to talk about players that uh, had a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, just a just a young bloke in the Brisbane Lions team. Yeah, um, bit of a no, rising star, if you will. A, bit of a rising star. Nineteen years old. Witherden, thirty-one touches, four tackles, took twelve marks. Love him. So, I think uh, I think the uh, media world uh, has been listening to our podcast. Yeah, because have the odds weeks, changed? Are the odds? I've heard they've gone down a little bit. I've seen that. Uh, He's got a bit more coverage in recent weeks. He, Him and Ronk. Definitely. After we've talked about both of them. <laughs> I'm fucking shocked that Ronk was already in the dis- like discussion. Because, like, what the fuck? He kicked, he kicked so many beautiful goals and been, like, instrumental in multiple Sydney wins this season. Kicked three behinds in the uh, Gold Coast game on weekend. But, no, but it is strange because Ronk's kicked about the same amount of goals as Stevenson. So it's just a strange Stevenson sort of thing. for a big Victorian club. And... Collingwood are on the rise. So Stevenson did kick three goals on the weekend. True. I didn't watch the game. Maybe some of them were cheap. I'm not sure. I just think Witherden's... Well, Witherden's... Basically, Witherden's being included in that conversation now. So, I think people are listening to our show. Yep. Um, Rogue's played 12 games, kicked 21 goals. I'm just getting the rising star market up because I am curious. Oh, there's been there's been some, some shifts, boys. Oh. <laughs> oh. Stevenson's gone out to 170. Yep. Ooh. He was shorter than that. With those come down from last time we talked about this, he was paying ten dollars. He's now four fifty. Jeez, oh, it's fucking hell! Ben Ronk has come from nowhere and is now third favorite at nine dollars. So yeah. uh, there's Pe- been some activity. I think I think the newspaper people are being directed by the sports betting agencies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. they're not listening to our podcast at all. They're just looking at gambling. Also, Cam Rain has come down from about twenty five bucks to fourteen dollars. So uh, things are things are happening. Stevenson's got a bit of a fight on his hands, uh, rightly so. Eric Hipwood was down this week. Didn't really get much of a mm. much of a crack at it. You know. I don't know. The boys did all right. Zorko had his usual sort of influence, and um, Beams was was good. They're all they're all sort of all right, but just not quite there. And um, and Adelaide got the win. I would expect that this time next year Brisbane would be that little bit better and would be able to sort of win games like this. Because I don't think Adelaide's they started to put the wins on the board, but they're not travelling um, quite well enough just yet. I wouldn't expect them to make the finals. Yeah. That wind, like that this, wind is it's intense. This studio might cave in. Yeah, we might die. We might die. But we'll do it for the love of the show and the love of footy. Speaking of loving footy, oh. Tom, what happened next, mate? Super Saturday for how good's footy it was, boys. It's actually it's really windy where I am because I'm in fucking space, <laughs> mate. There's no wind in space. Yeah, I've gone so fast. There is. Oh. I have travelled so fast into space that I have created fucking oxygen. That's how. That's how. That's how hey, fast I got up. Question there. the science of this. Uh, uh, so, hey, we, we know yeah. based on my previous appearances in other podcasts that science is not my strong point. <laughs> so uh, just to set the scene. Oh, set it for me. Going into the last quarter. Yeah. 
Been a bit of a bit of a blowout in the third quarter. Melbourne Ooh. kicked away, kicked away from Geelong. The third the third quarter was interesting because it was goal for goal early, and then Melbourne just gone on a bit of a run. Yep, I think twenty three points up at three quarters. They kicked time. the last four unanswered goals. So they were four goals up, and we're going. Final quarter starts. Bang! They kicked the first goal of that quarter too. Twenty nine points down, boys. Did you at that point turn to your father and say, "We're we're cooked, Dad." No, I, I never do that. It's over. I never do that. But I have, I have to admit. Did he like, have that look in his eye? He actually. T- I don't, he? I'm going to get to that because he actually came right. to me and said something to me during the game, uh, during these moments, and we'll get to it because we're going right. to do a word picture uh, for all those people who hate it when I talk about Geelong. You're going to fucking hate this. So they've come out and kicked the first one, and I didn't give up because you don't. Yeah. Because I again, it's going to sound this is Geelong arrogance, but being a Geelong supporter. Being in so many close games, as you said, Sean, yeah. you just go, no, they're, they're going to get back. You and never I, give up. You never give up. 30 points is recoverable. Especially at this it was the first, it was like the first two minutes of the quarter. <laughs> you were like, have another one. Yeah, have another <laughs> two. Make it yeah. hard. Um, and then, I'll tell you what, there was a boy uh, in the hoops who <laughs> had decided not to eat anything for two weeks, and he had a Fucking feast. Oh. Was, it a, was it a feast on goals, Tom? It was a feast on goals and fucking birthday cake. Oh. oh 30th birthday. Kicked, I think, four or three goals in the last four. quarter. Seven for the game. Yep. Did not look like missing and was taking marks left, right, and center. But some of the goals were he would tap it down to his own advantage and just snap it over his head. Just he, uh, freakish. I tell amazing. you, he made Max Gorn look a fool. In the ruck. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. Won the ruck. Have you seen that goal? No, I haven't. Oh, he uh, he uh, went up against Max Gorn in a ruck the contest. Goal, the goal we were just talking about, though. Like, mm. it was the first goal yeah. that Geelong kicked in the last quarter. Amazing. Beat him in the ruck contest. Shave your beard, Gorny. <laughs> kicked it through. We then got on a bit of a run. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, we're, uh, we're on here. We've kicked like three or four goals. Tom McDonald kicks a goal. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're back out to a three-goal thing here. Yeah. But unlike the Adelaide game, where it got out to three goals and we just didn't know what to do, yeah. they just fucking kept going, Sean. Yep. They kept fucking coming. Gary Ablett had 14 possessions in the last quarter. I was going to say, a certain Five son of God 50s. had a huge last quarter. Fucking cop that, Mick Malthouse. Oh. <laughs> retire him. Fuck you. Oh. You retire. You already have. Good. And that's why you did, because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they just went ballistic. And then there's we kick, I think... Uh, Hawkins either kicks his next one or his, his seventh, and there's about two minutes to go. Yep. And all of a sudden, the ball just gets ensconced in Melbourne's Oof. forward line. And we're about, I think, two points down or something like that. Yep. Three and points down. Kennedy Harris kicks a goal. Kicks it behind. Kicks it yep. behind. We're three points down. Yep. Uh, no. No, no, yep. sorry. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, that's right. No, we're three points down. Then there's a rush behind. Then you're four down. we're four down. Yeah. Yeah. Lockie Henderson's running back out to kick in. There's probably only about a minute to go. Or less. And Dad just goes to me. I'm stressed. Yeah. By the way, also, I stood for all eight of those fucking goals. Oh, well done, mate. Quarter. Well done. I'm getting stressed. And I'm like, Jesus, he's just got to go along. And Dad just goes, nah, don't worry. We'll win this. Oh, <laughs> the perfect call. call. Shit. And, and it wasn't like Henderson kicked a beautiful kick up the middle. It yeah. got knocked back in. Well, that's because the two fuckhead Melbourne players didn't communicate. Nah. One of them could have just marked it. Yep. They punched it back in and thought, oh, job well done. And they got fucked. Yep. The ball goes into a scrap. Reese Stanley 
fucking lifted. He played the game of his life on the weekend. <laughs> he broke even with Maxi Gorn. Yeah. He gets his hands on the ball. And uh, who's looking out the back of the pack? Gary fucking Ablett. Yep. <laughs> Boom, down the other end. And then Zach Tui fucking nailed it. The crowd, when Zach Tui took that mark, the crowd was so loud, we yeah. didn't know the siren had gone. Oh, the well, they're just speakers in the crowd everywhere, mate. <laughs> oh, this is insane. It was the loudest yeah. crowd you've ever <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a guy uh, posted on a Geelong fan page saying that Geelong supporters should bring portable speakers with cheering noises <laughs> on it to boost the crowd numbers. They may have been, but it was it was one of the loudest crowds <laughs> I've heard good. down there. Yeah. When he kicked that goal, I was nearly in in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I stood so quickly. Yeah. And Terrence I nearly pulled fainted. you back down in a big hug. My dad hugged me, hugged the bloke next to him. That guy <laughs> got a bit of a surprise. Random, just a random guy? Well, the guy we go to the footy. Oh, so you kind of, you know, know him, him, but, you know. Not a hugger. Yeah. yeah. Did he embrace the hug? Did he love the oh, hug? Oh, not really. <laughs> a hug refused. Uh, and it was fucking awesome. And then yeah. the entire crowd sang happy birthday to Tom Hawkins. They sang happy birthday? Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, That's beautiful. It was possibly... One of my sweetest victories, and on the back of just probably one of the best last quarters I've seen us play all year. Yeah. If we can, Chris Scott said in his press match, uh, press conference after the match, if we can play like that every, if we can bottle that news out every week, we'll be unstoppable. Profit call. Yep. Yep. First week of finals, Geelong fifth, Melbourne eighth. Whoa. Psychological battle. Oh, mate, the mental demons would be fucked. The only They're playing is... their first final in 12 years. Yeah. You got Melbourne, just... just a team with porcelain chins. They're that fucking brittle. <laughs> the only thing is, Tom, I'm a little worried because I just don't think Melbourne will be eighth. I think they're probably going to finish in a, probably a bit of a different spot. Ninth, because someone, oh! <laughs> someone has to make way for the Essendon Bombers. Bombers. Oh, imagine a Geelong Essendon oh, final. That'd be huge. Shit. And I'd be really nervous. Oh, and be. I'd be fucking pissed because I'll be in the UK. Oh. But trust me, if that happens, you'll fly back. I might cancel the tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, great win. Hawkins lifted. We're definitely not trading him. Is he in? Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. He's, I'll, in, um, he's in great I'll pull pool. back he's, from the trade talk. He's now, now equal best. third on the Coleman. Yeah. He's in, he's in an amazing form. Benny Brown's slowing a bit. Yeah, but they've got a... And you've got uh, the Brisbane Lions next week. And Gold Coast. Although that Suns. defense. And Gold Coast and Freo. You still have to play Gold Coast. Well, I in Geelong. Although, and they believe now. Yeah, I know. That's the thing I'm worried about. <laughs> they fucking believe. Where are you playing Freo? In Geelong. Oh, mate. It's opening up for you a little bit. We've got two. We've got three really hard games to come. Mm. You Richmond. guys, and then Richmond at the G, Hawthorne at the G. Respect, Hawthorne at the G. I respect that you call Brisbane a, a difficult game. Hawthorne at the G yep. could be deciding who plays finals out of those two teams. Well, I hope it's Geelong because Me too. I just don't know if Hawthorne have it. Um, and I, I cut one more thing, and I know, I know, we need to move on. I don't want to though because this is fucking glorious. But yep. uh, Zach Tui's move forward, yeah, was a coaching move, yeah. A plan B, perhaps? A plan B. Yeah. Uh, where they were like, nah, put him forward. But do you know whose suggestion it was? Matthew Scarlett at halftime was, was like, it? you should throw Tui forward. He'll kick a couple of goals. I've seen the footage. I think it was from a week ago where someone was asking Hawkins about the forward line and Tui's off camera. And you can hear Hawkins be like, oh, he'll come down and play. And Tui was like, no, no, no. <laughs> when you see him when he was interviewed after the game yeah. at the ground, they're like, mate, you kicked the match winner. And he goes... Yeah, the forwards make it look so hard. <laughs> like, fuck, I love you. But um, no, nah, go Cats. Absolutely love it. Bring on next week. How good's footy? Footy is 
This, this, okay. Anyone who's like, we need to change the game. This had, I just like, this had everything. It was so even to half time. It ebbed and it flowed. There were some great goals, great contests. Like Nathan Jones and Joss Selwood cleaned one another up like 50 oh, I fucking saw that. times. Well, the one I saw was a fucking huge hit. Oh, there were huge marks. Jesse Hogan took just a one-handed mark in the goal yeah. square, just like put his <laughs> hand out. And like Cam Guthrie was like, ah, oh, fuck, I cannot get around you. Yeah. Footy's Blitzarves, great. like ran back, punched it out. Like it was just, footy is alive. It's alive. Don't change it. But, um, but- <laughs> the Hawks beat Carlton by 72 points. And we should probably change the game. Yeah, because, looks- um, fuck. Relegate Carlton I was permanently the VFL. I was watching it on Fox footy and um, Eddie Maguire was commentating. And he was like, at one point, when they were just getting smashed, he was like, oh, I know we're supposed to be talking the game up, but geez, this is just atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like... That was back when Carlton had only kicked one goal, and I think it, I think it was... It was still in the third quarter at that point. Jesus. And then they got on they got on a little bit no, of a run. Carlton kicked so Carlton didn't score at all in the first quarter. Yeah. Nothing. Didn't register a score in the Are first quarter. Are you fucking kidding? Nope. Uh they're just lucky that Hawthorne only kicked four goals three. So it was four goals three. It's lucky nothing. Hawthorne only won by seventy two instead yeah. of two hundred and six. And then Carlton kicked the first goal of the second quarter. And then didn't kick another goal for the rest of the quarter. Yep. So former club champion, Brendan Favola came out this this week, oh, because uh, because he's uh, he hasn't ever fucked up and definitely should be throwing stones in a glass house. Go I on, I haven't heard this. Uh, so big Fev on the radio. I played in some crap Carlton teams, but this is going to be the worst AFL oh! side in history. Oh! That's the start. That's the start of Fevolution. <laughs> he's just he's not happy. Yeah, but what's yeah, his solution though? Has he got one? I think he's has he got a Fever solution? <laughs> Um, oh, weirdly oh. enough, Alistair Clarkson came out and defended Carlton. They were like, oh. "What'd he say?" That's because like, Bolton. He has to. He was just like, he was like, "Ah, oh, look, they've had a rough year. A lot of their young players have either like, like left or injuries or whatever." He's like, "This it reminds me heaps of the Hawthorne Nobody's two, left. Two thousand five team. That's we, him looking out for his mate Brennan Bolton. Yeah." That's him looking out for his mate, Gil McLaughlin, mm. who was like, mate, you need to talk this game up because the commentators didn't do it. They don't listen to me. They've gone rogue. It is too hard to control. <laughs> Kane Corns actually, <laughs> true to form, had a crack at Carlton and said, oh, they're whinging about the players that have, they've got injured, but there's like players at other teams like Geelong, for instance, and I believe he said um, Collingwood have yep. had uh, injuries to more important players. I, that's like Carlton, they've had... No Murphy for most of the year. No Doherty. Cruz has missed a lot. That's like your three best players. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I say, but the I, quality but of that, the, I guess, our backline. Yeah. lost Mackie and Lonigan last year. Yeah, and Taylor and Henderson have played like six games total between them. For yeah, the year. Henderson played his first Counter game. Counter argument to that because I don't want to support Kane Corns' view. Yeah, Carlton need those players more than Geelong do because your system is better and you you bat deeper than yeah, Carlton. Our, but that our doesn't mean better. But I don't think anyone would have predicted that our. Ramshackle ragtag backline would be as good as what it's been. Blitzarms yeah. at fullback, Stewart yeah. in his second year, Jack Henry in his first year, Cole yeah. Jasmine in like his third. Like, but you bat deeper than Carlton and have a better system. But that still goes back to the fact that Carlton are a garbage club that have no depth. That's absolutely true. But they've yeah. to, for him to say, oh, the quality of play that they've lost isn't. On yeah, par with we actually teams. haven't no, mentioned this though. Uh, we also haven't mentioned this on the show yet. But Carlton are currently in a three-year rebuild. This is year three. Oh, yeah, good. Did they actually announce that? Yeah. They so have a, they where were th- they supposed to be now? 
pushing I finals? Yes, making finals. Yeah. So that's just stupidity. To make three they, years. So like three year, well, a three Bolton, year plan. But see, no, I actually can't see, that's, believe that's, that. That's the board saying it's a three year plan. Brendan Bolton has always played down that. I reckon Brendan Bolton's like it's a three year plan in that I need three years to get where I want to be. I th- well, it's taken <laughs> the no, bottom no, no, of the ladder. No, I agree with you, Tom. I think it's no, it's Mulder three years. That club. To, yeah, but. They've made, I think, forty changes to the playing list in the last three years. Well, have you seen the? the so draft they were list? never going to do well this year. Have you seen the number of players that they've drafted in in the last five years? Yeah, I'm still on the list. There's like three. Yeah, I think one of you guys sent this. Yeah, it's- I sent a list. It was like from 2000. And s- it was a bit earlier. It would be players now that would be in the prime. like the Joel yeah. Selwood. It was age. from 2000 between t- 2007, 2007 and 2014. I think. Yeah. Um. For which you bring in between probably four and seven players each year. So on the flip side of that, if you go to our list, which we've been really yeah. successful then, but guys like Selwood, Hawkins, Menzel, yeah. Harry Taylor, Lockie Henderson, Camp Guthrie, Mitch Duncan. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about just traded players, but draft players. Like Duncan's a draft, Guthrie's a draft, Taylor's a draft pick, yeah. Hawkins is a draft pick, Menzel, Cockatoo. Like there's... Some good fringe players, views yep. like that are in that mix who've had enough game time. Whereas, yep. can't I think there are four, three or four players still on that list? Patrick Cripps is one of them. Yeah, um, Brisbane's probably a good comparison Sam with Carlton because they're in similar sort of um, rebuilding sort of phases and have been both been down the bottom of the ladder in that period. You lost a whole um, draft year, and we lost a, 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 probably a draft year and a half or something. All went home within that period, and yet. Carlton have retained four players across those seven years. Brisbane still have eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, and um, there's a difference. And there would be they would probably be the two weakest clubs. There would be other clubs who have way more than that, like Geelong probably have kept well, the majority of their players. Yeah, they probably got all theirs, but they just didn't pick good ones. So Carlton have. <laughs> well, I think that's also the issue with Carlton because uh, a lot of a lot of the players on this list weren't. Hey, they've been traded. It was a lot of uh, we delisted them. Well, that's what they did. They were like, oh, no, we made dud picks. And then Silvani's come in and taken over as a list yeah, manager. Yeah. And he's brought in a lot of the GWS young talent. Yeah, so but they've replaced the talent they picked with another team. Yeah but, yeah, but I will say this. You look at Collingwood and Carlton, right? Yeah. Both have gone after GWS fringe midfield players. They've been very targeted. GWS, whereas- um, Carlton, are the one of, are, again, we talked about the trading with Adelaide, are a club that doesn't like giving anything away for anything. It's how Betts was able to leave. It's how Tui and Henderson were able to leave for peanuts. Yeah. You then get someone like Sals comes in and goes, I oh, will take the GWS players who are pretty good, but they're on the outside. Whereas Collingwood went, nah, we are prepared to give them a top pick away for Trelaw and Adams because they've, oh, and Hoskin Elliott because yeah. they're good. Look yeah. at the impact those three are having. Name one player from GWS who's having a good impact at Carlton. Uh, oh, at Carlton. Yeah, I don't think I can. But that's the thing. Like Those clubs you mentioned were very targeted because they have a strong list strategy probably, whereas yeah. Carlton, it was kind of like, we're a shambles. We've got a scattergun approach. Let's grab all the young talent we can. And just see what sticks. Yeah. yeah. that's That's been their method. Drafting this year is going to be really interesting because some teams yeah. it's just going to be really hard to tell. Like. Especially, but the good thing is, as you said, it's a super draft. Like it is yeah. a big year. Whereas yeah. last year, the talk was it was a bit of a weaker year. This one probably goes to like pick thirty, and you get someone decent. Which is the best thing about that is, so Geelong for the first time in about three seasons will have a pick, have a first round pick. Well, you we, have to. We You've have been to. forced to use They're it. Like Geelong have been backed in the corner and have to use both their first round picks. And I'm like, in a super draft year, oh, what a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, because like just for instance, like Essendon, for instance, I don't know what type of player they're going to target. I don't know where we need to inject someone. Um, like forward, maybe? I wouldn't be surprised if they go for another... Yeah, I reckon they'll go for like a, a back 
defender. Yeah. You reckon? Well, because, I mean, Saad's good, but he needs help. And McGrath, they want him further up the ground. I'd be surprised if they go for, like, a running half-back or yeah, an intercept maybe. marking player. Mm. So you can play Hooker, Hurley, and, like, a third Josh Gibson-esque type player. Brisbane will just pick the best midfielder that's still available. Yeah, yeah that's their strategy. Carlton will do the same thing. I oh, know Carlton are going to trade it, so Gold Coast will do the same thing. Freo- <laughs> <laughs> so, and Freo will probably fuck it up. Who knows what Freo will do? There's a lot of club. If the season this, like the latter at the moment, and just the teams in general, there's probably like 12, 13 teams that are just like all very promising. A lot of the teams in the top. Like are staying there. Other teams that might be bottoming out a little bit are probably only going to drop to like tenth. But then there's like four clubs in the AFL at the moment where you're just like, "What the fuck is your plan?" Yeah, set fire to your players, start again. Probably best strategy. Maybe who, who also you got set- there. Carlton, St Kilda, Bulldogs, Freo, Freo. I was going to say Gold Coast up until this week. Gold Coast also- that wins done a lot. It depends. Yeah. Depends, depends if it's a it short term or long term. Because is this the was- biggest scalp they've ever gotten? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is the be. biggest win in their the- history. They've never beaten Sydney. Well, yeah, but like, have they? They've never beaten like a Hawthorne or someone like that. No, they have. They smashed Hawthorne by eighty points last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but the, I, this is this is the biggest I upset the that biggest, they've pulled the, off. Yeah, yeah. I think the only one, and in the context of where <laughs> they're sitting right now, yeah, on the edge of irrelevance, essentially. Like it's it's the biggest win in their history. But yeah, fu- fucking. Um, we were watching when we were watching the Essendon Freer game, and they were talking about that afterwards. Yeah. The headline was like Gold Coast pull off the biggest upset in AFL VFL history. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I think I think the Western Bulldogs in two thousand have that one covered. <sighs> but hey, you won the premiership that year, mate. Yeah, in terms of right. the odds, though, like the I think the odds for Gold Coast to win were about seventeen dollars. So that's like they were out to one hundred and one at quarter time. <laughs> Can I say? And imagine, imagine imagine if you just chucked. You're a bit pissed. Just chucked a cheeky tenner on them to win. Well, um, I've actually, I've got a bit of a story about that. Four blokes did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except three of them chucked five on, but one bloke chucked $10 on it. Jeez. Fuck me. Uh, I'm the- bad at math. Is that $100,000? No. $10,000. <laughs> actually, I think that odd blur to 151. So 151 times 10, you just add another zero. So they won $1,500. But still... Imagine how many beers they could keep. They're probably dead now from alcohol poisoning because <laughs> to be already that drunk at quarter time that you're like, I'm going to put money on Gold Coast. I'll tell you, no one was putting money on the Bulldogs. <laughs> no. Which brings us to the next game. The Bulldogs got smashed by West Coast. Nine goals. Fuck, it annoys me that we lost to them. <laughs> now uh, that I'm seeing the insipid performances they put up the last three weeks. So they kicked the first two goals of the game and they didn't kick another goal until the second quarter. They only bark every four or five weeks. I'm so annoyed we got them on one of those fifth so weeks. They kicked two goals in the first quarter and then only another four for the rest of the game. That's just typical of them this season, to be honest. And uh, Hellhole claimed two victims, I believe. Oh, who were they? Uh, well, well, no. Shannon Hearn's hip claimed one. Yes. <laughs> and I'm really glad he got off. So he was yeah. clear to that. Yep, that's um, fair. I'm, I'm glad because he... The ball spills out. He goes to get it, realizes he's not going to get it, and he pulls his arms in straight away to brace for contact. Yeah. And they go, there's nothing else he can do. He puts yep. his arms up straight away. Yep. No one remonstrates with him. He got a good bloke discount. He did. He got he got the potential <laughs> Australian captain discount. Oh, lock that in. West Coast, very good. Bulldogs, not very good. Bad. Bad. Bad team. Um, if you were going to write an article about the Bulldogs, Sean, would you just write about how they're not a good side at the moment? <laughs> That's I what mean, a normal journalist would do, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would probably do your best as an AFL journalist yeah, to great. talk about football. Yeah, you'd probably be like, look, 
they're struggling a bit. They've had a lot of injuries, and uh, but they, there's some promising signs there. They're just not as good as they think. Do you know what I probably wouldn't do if I was a journalist, Sean? What wouldn't you do, Tom? I probably wouldn't make a bullshit article that alluded to a well-known player's well-known battle with mental health as a reason behind maybe why they're not doing so well. Oh, no, but surely he wasn't alluding to that. Surely he was alluding to something else. Well, it's funny you mention that because journalist in question, Damien Barrett... He's no friend of this show. No, not a friend of this show. ...makes a dumb claim a couple of weeks ago about how Beveridge didn't play... Alluded to the fact that Boyd wasn't playing not because of an injury. Yeah. Which everyone went, oh, what, you're having a crack at a guy who's... On the, on the record as saying he's got problems with depression. Took a lot of time out of the game for us. Yeah. And you're, you're, it, it sounds like you're saying it's because he's depressed and that yeah. the Bulldogs are lying about it, which would be fucking fine if they did. Shut up. But then when you get called out on that dumb By thing, the coach. Uh, amongst many people. Yeah. Uh, uh, us, us included. We, yeah, uh, yeah. we flew the How Good Footy flag on Twitter. Absolutely. And, uh, and then old mate responds and goes... You've taken it out of context. That's not what I meant. And people went, all right then, Damien, what's the context? And do you know what they got back? Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we both went there. But Barrett's hidden behind. He's tried to sort of misdirect. He's been like, oh, Luke Beveridge and the Bulldogs have a personal vendetta against me because they don't agree with things that I've said about the club in the past. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. What were you trying to say then, Damien? Yeah. The issue here too is that Barrett goes on things like the footy show. He's on the rush hour on radio. And where he's surrounded by his mates, none of them actually come at him hard and say, just tell us, what were you saying? Like, no one actually says that. Everyone attacks him on Twitter, but of course he ignores it. He doesn't. You know, he's not welcome on this show, but I'll go on their show. I'll ask him. Oi, fuckhead. (laughs) Bleep that if you want. I don't care. Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) I've changed my mind. And then I'll have fucking JB next to me be like, oh, Joel, you can't say that. And Billy going, yes, (laughs) you can. I think he would be the most hated journalist. We uh, use that good loosely. finger quotes there. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Can I say um, though, he's not though. And who the is? frustrating. So the thing that frustrates me about this is that Damien Barrett is often perceived as being a good bloke, and everyone likes him. No, who's what? By Just, who? By by the inner by the inner wanker circle of media, AFL media people. Uh, yeah. Caroline Wilson, who yeah. I know you probably have a strenuous relationship with, considering she broke the Essendon story. No, but like, okay, but the thing is, people people go after her good really on her. hard. <laughs> she never. <laughs> Publishes a story that she can't back up with a fact. She had, there was that great interview between her and Silvani about the list build. Yeah. And he's like, you called me a henchman and I don't like that. You made it sound like I'm a thug. And she goes, I want to clarify. When I said henchman, I didn't mean thug. I meant like loyal devotee who would never not toe the party line, which I think you are. Yeah, fuck up, sauce. So, but no, <laughs> but there you go. There you have someone who was a bit confused about a, something being used to allude to something. And then the journalist coming out saying, no, this is what I meant. And everyone going, oh, okay, no, that's yeah, understandable. Yeah, good, good point, Tom. Unlike good. Damien Barrett, who just doubled down harder this week and said someone named bullshit about Beveridge being a wanker. Just hid behind his keyboard like a fuckhead that he is. Oh, mate, sick of him. I'm sick of him. In the bin. What's wrong with the game? Him. He's a sliding door. If Damien Barrett continues to write garbage, then he gets fired. (laughs) Into the sun. (laughs) Last game of the round. (laughs) All right, last game of the round, which a bit of a redemption on Sunday after two shithouse games. We had a fine game where GWS stood up and defeated Port. Port Uh, had one fucking job. Who'd you boys tip? 
I took oh, port. I took port. I went the Giants. Yeah, no, you did because yeah. you asked, you little fuckhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you're pretty proud of yourself, aren't you? I'm pretty proud. I got six out of nine this week. Oh, that's oh, all right. I'll I got seven, that. and I'm still top of the ladder. Well, good for you, mate. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter what I got. Also, your Five. famous rival. <laughs> He's doing really well. Colin has just He's put, killed put you to bed. Well, to be fair, like, is Col- he gaining on me? G'day, Colin. You're um, what? You're. Behind? Oh no! Wait! No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not behind Sean. I had a look. I'm ahead of him by like three. (laughs) Colin, this is confusing. There's two Toms. (laughs) One, (laughs) both on 97. You're one after the other. I think you're 61st, and other Tom is 62nd. That's true. Colin, Colin's doing pretty well. He's on 96. He's one behind you. Oh fuck! He um need to kill him this week. Oh, no, he's having a ripping year. Hold on. He's he's called you out and then just put you to bed. Well, to be honest, him calling me out, he didn't. He should have done his stats and been like, well, "That's not even a fair fight." <laughs> like, in all fairness, pick some, uh, pick on someone, right? Pick a doucher. have a crack at the king, mate. Don't go for the the, the joke. You're um, you're leaping ahead a bit. Uh, but yeah, this game was interesting. Uh, the Giants, the Port Adelaide had one job. They had to beat the Giants so that Geelong stayed in the eight, and they had to beat the Giants so that I would still look like a genius prophet when I said they'd miss finals. Yeah, their other job was to redeem themselves after being disgusting last week, and they haven't. Frankly, no. they're pretenders. It annoys me. They've pro- I think they've already got 11 wins, so odds on they'll make finals. No Paddy Ryder killed them this week, though. Yeah, it'll kill them for the rest of the year. Is he coming back? I don't even know. They don't, they're not sure, are they? Porter in a similar situation to Sydney. They've both, they've both won 11, but like... How many more are they going to win? They're wobbling at the right time. They're very much wobbly. They're both probably co- like, I guess like Melbourne might still be a sniff in top four. Hawks could fucking still finish top four or Geelong. Like as it was last year, the season's wide open. It's 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 this, which is this, weird this because is why, it wasn't. It was very much closed for a bit. This is why there is nothing wrong with the game. You've had two seasons where by round eighteen the top eight still isn't decided. Yeah. Whereas in, in years past, the top four has been locked in in round ten. Port yeah. have Western Bulldogs at Mars Stadium next week, which I think will... Is that in space? <laughs> Are they going to have... <laughs> they'll a, see you. They'll see me. I'll give them a wave. <laughs> I'm going to go to that game live. <laughs> uh, Unless I've been dragged back down to earth before that game. Yeah. <laughs> Good on the Giants. This yeah. is a win of character. I loved it. Port Adelaide could learn something from it. It's so the could first, their, so the first... their sook of a coach. Oh, Phil Davis was too close, though. Don't care. Fucking harden up, Hinkley. Do you know what Chad has a whinge? Did you see him do? having a whinge? No, I didn't see any. Oh, uh, I had a whinge. So, uh, first of all, I mean, the free kick was there. It was a deliberate rust by Heath Shaw. Mm-hmm. He gathered the ball and just sort of ran across the line. Yep. Uh, I've seen those go before. Yep. They paid it. Wingard's got it. Phil Davis is kind of close in. Yep. And he's complaining about it. And then he takes not the one step that Ken Hinkley said, takes about four or five, <laughs> runs around. Phil Davis is switched on, gets in there. He's a big boy, gets his hands up, touched, doesn't go through. I think it would have cut the margin to four. Yep. And all the momentum Stayed was at nine. Away. Giants lifted off the canvas, beat old Wrinkly Hinkley. 12 point I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, shut up. I Hinkley. just want to, just on contentious umpiring decisions, yeah. you've reminded me of yeah. one in the Geelong game. Oh, here we go. No, no, because I feel like yeah, it's no, a, no, someone no. brought it up on Twitter. And- I'll have to timestamp this Geelong yeah. moment as well. <laughs> so this was the Dangerfield one. Yep. where he nominated the ruck. The umpire clearly says it's Max and Paddy. Angus Brayshaw, not fucking switched on like Phil Davis, yep. blocks Paddy out of the contest because he's like, fuck, Dangerfield's near this contest unchecked. Yep. Freaking against, Paddy kicks a goal. People are like, it's disgraceful. No, it's a shit rule. It's a terrible rule, I um, but it's a free kick. 
Bernie Vince, did he play? Was yeah. he playing? He's not having a whinge to the umpire and be like, oh, it's because it's Dangerfield. No, fuckhead. It's because he nominated for the ruck. It's a shitty rule. And Brayshaw, you know, was too stupid to realise. Yeah. That's a free kick every day. It's Pe- the rule. It's the rule. Shut it's, up, Bernie Vince. It's a man. It's Sean Grigg oh. does it every week. I, I, I'm getting a bit annoyed, Tom. The reason I liked it, Sean, yeah. is because it had shades and... Let's be honest, more than shades yep. of Steve Johnson about it. Yeah. If he was if he was playing still in the prime in a ruck nomination, he'd nominate to be ruck every. at every contest. Yeah. But just do it like this. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I no, love it. I loved it. That's it. Moving on. Is that I, it for that game? That's it. The end of that that's game. That's the end of the game. I do have uh, one thing to raise. Yes. Done a little bit of Hagrid's footy research on the side. Oh, yeah. Yep. To, to really, really bury in and find out how good footy is. In collaboration with our leading researcher, I guess, and stats man, Daniel the Good Brother. Yep. I've got a bit of a, a, bit of a scoop here oh. about potentially the biggest TC in AFL history. Whoa. 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 You ready for this? Yep. Yeah. Ken Hinckley. Ooh. 1988. Yep. Yeah. Ken Hinckley plays for the Fitzroy Lions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cracks the shits like a sook uh-huh. after the first game. Wants to leave. He's contracted. So he sits out the whole season and then leaves Fitzroy at the end of the year. Whoa. And goes down the highway to and Geelong. plays for Geelong. Yep. Plays premiership in- contention. TC 101 there. That's insane. Kenny Hinckley. But wait. Doesn't know, doesn't know jack shit about loyalty. That actually annoys me because he demands loyalty out of his players now. If anyone's like sniffing around, maybe taking a big contract. Fuck you, Ken Hinkley. That's, that's a very South Australian thing to do, though, to yeah. demand loyalty instead of yeah. earn it by being a good bloke. That's true. Case in point, Chris Scott. Also, Chris Fagan. Just before we get into- All the Chris's. <laughs> Profit goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just done a bit of- Because I was just interested to see what uh, your good friend, Damien Barrett, had to say uh-huh. since all of this went down on Twitter. Yeah. He's tweeted, tweeted once in the last couple of days, and it was going beautifully Friday night footy. Friday night this week, whilst it was not a great game, was Maddie's match. And- <gasps> Yeah, what a fucking piece of shit. Every single tweet is just, pull your head in, mate. You're a fuckhead. Yes. <laughs> it's- we're, 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 we'll complain. And again, I even said last week that this game on paper makes sense at the start of the year. It's better than like Carlton. But it's a game for charity. Yep. It's a game for charity for a, a legend of the game and yep. a guy who is currently still playing. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off, Barrett. Most weeks, yes, but chill flog. Tonight is all about hashtag Maddie's match. Some things are bigger than footy. Extremely poor tweet. St. Kilda and Richmond have created Maddie's match, which should be played in the primetime slot so it can raise as, mo- as much money as they can. If you think a good game of footy is more important than raising money and awareness for charity, then you are, your priorities are wrong. Hey, Barrett, um, Barrett you know also what? thinks the game's broken. Guess, guess <laughs> how many of these tweets he replied to? None. He doesn't reply to anything. Ugh, I tweeted him. <laughs> Aggressively, I, I, I I tweeted at him. Yeah. I said, then tell us what you meant, yeah. mate. Let's hear it. Can't Bloody. wait for his sliding doors thing where he doesn't under- fucking understand the concept of sliding doors again this week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Profit calls. Can I make a profit call about Damien Barrett? Yes. <laughs> he'll, he'll say something dumb on Friday and people will go to town on him on Twitter. And what, what other profit calls are we making this week? All right. Uh, let's just... 
get the games up. Next week, kicks off with a corker at Etihad on Friday night. Essendon Bombers versus Sydney Swans. Essendon going in as favourites. That's big. Which, uh, but also, fair enough. I Look. Swing him back? No, I don't think so. I think mm. he's still out for another... I th- unless they rush him back, because I think he was out for four weeks. So I think this is his last game out. I just don't know if we have a forward line. And I think that we got away with it with Frio and they gave us a couple of quarters to, like, yep. figure it out. And then, like, we came together in the last quarter and put them away. But I just don't think Sydney will give us that benefit. <laughs> Does Hooker go forward? Well, I mean, he kicked three behinds last game and no goal. But he probably has to because who else is going forward? That makes me worry about our back line. See what I yeah. mean? Like Mitch Brown, ultimate swingman. <laughs> keep him up forward. Does keep- Hartley come back in to play on Buddy? He does a good job on him anyway, every time he plays on him. I, 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 like it's Buddy also had a very quiet game this week. So Bombers by two goals. <sighs> Bombers by 10 points. Bombers by... No, fuck it. Five goals. Oh. Hey. Oh. All five to a Ratio fan. Oh. They'll win by every goal that Ratio kicks. BT won't be able to do roaming Brian after the game because he'll be in space. <laughs> oh. Dusha, is the next one game of the year? Like, his game of the year is happening on Friday night with that ambush. Oh. Oh. Second best game of the round. Probably a preview to the grand final. Oh, shit. No. No? Preview Colin to the prelim. Collingwood would have to like beat a top eight side in the finals well, to what do they do? get in. What do they do? If, but if, okay, let me let me make a proper call right here. All right, Collingwood beat Richmond. I believe if Collingwood beat Richmond, I think that they're almost a lock for the grand final. Yeah. Oh shit! Because the thing is, Colling- the only thing standing between Collingwood and that flag at this point is well, two things really: Richmond and the fact that they might have a bit of like mental demons about the fact that haven't been the media are like you haven't beaten anyone. They also got smashed by West Coast. Yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like if they come out and they They shake this off their back, yeah. Yeah, put Richmond to bed. Richmond by ten points. Yeah, I've got to go Targus. Richmond by thirty points. (laughs) (laughs) After all that. We have another How Goods Footy showdown next week. These have not gone well for you so far, Tom. No, no. (laughs) Haven't gone well for Sean either. No, they haven't. You're Owen you're two and oh. (laughs) I'm Owen one. And I'm Owen one. Yeah. Whoa. So this, so this is for the. All right. Is, if I this, beat you, then you lose for the year. Yeah. Yeah. So and vice finals versa. could come into it though. <sighs> Between uh, Geelong and uh, possibly, possibly, that would be insane. But yeah, this is at your home ground. Our home ground. And, Danger um, game. Oh, absolutely. Our boys are hungry. Yeah. And now uh, Luke Hodge will want to kill some Geelong players because <laughs> that's what he likes to do. <laughs> Pressures off. Uh, Pressures off. Now. We can just have a free hit. Pressures um, on us to build some percentage. Yep. It's the battle of the, the big cats. And, and you're, the big cat. you need to win this to stay in finals contention. But, which can be a good motivator, but can also be a good psych out. Especially when coming across a team where you just have no idea what they're going to bring into the game. Oh, you do. They're going to bring heart and they're not going to stop. I think the thing is, You've I, don't got think, to stop I don't think Geelong are going to take Brisbane as a lying down. Yeah, they'll do what Adelaide just did. Yeah, they'll come prepared. It'll, it'll be, if, if we hadn't been playing you before your three wins in a row, we probably would have rolled in a little bit cocky. Yep. I don't think we will this week. I reckon we'll win, but I reckon it'll be a lot closer. I reckon, I, I don't know, not a lot. Sean, when we were watching the Essen Freer game, you had a stat that was based on the last couple of weeks. and like oh, It was uh, the ladder. Um, yeah. It was the ladder over the last month. This is prior to the Adelaide-Brisbane game. Um, Who was on top of that ladder? Brisbane were on top of the ladder. 
We'd the, be like near the bottom. A month of football. Essendon was second. Yes. And Brisbane was first, so three wins, one loss, and a percentage of like 145 or something. When that time we so they would a- still actually have the same percentage. Yeah, you'd just be Because it would still two, be three yeah. wins, one loss. It and just means one loss Essendon- is closer. It would argue- arguably be a More. bigger percentage. Yeah. Um, Essendon would have just leapfrogged you probably because we'd be yeah. 4-1 now. Oh, very good. We'd be- Where to buy? So we'd be one by four. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, one, no, one, three by. No, well, no, it's over the last month. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll be down the bottom. Yeah. No, good. Where you belong. Uh, <laughs> we, we'll be um, at every contest this weekend because Brisbane will win by, I think, three goals. Or in same margin, but the other way. Yeah. We love a road trip. We're on a mission. Mitchie Robinson will KO. All who right. Do who do you care about more? This is an interesting. He cares one. about himself winning the tipping, so he'll tip Geelong. Well, this is the thing. He Ooh. might. He might want to just pick a smoky. So smoke it up, mate. I'm in a weird position with our footy tips because I'm too clear, which means that I shouldn't be no smokies because I'm already too up. My uh, second place rival, I guess, Button, whoever you are, tweet me. Fight me. <laughs> uh, he, so I'm on 100 and I think it was 114. He's 112. And then third's 110. Yep. So provided none of us make any massive fuck ups, we're a lock for one and two, but it could change. So are you saying that you're doing the thing where you've hit the score, you've hit the front with a few minutes to go and you're flooding the back line? No. No. He's trying to win. Is- he wants to win by three goals. I look, because I, like if I get one more tip up. I might put this guy to bed. Yeah. Because, like, if three clear this late in the season. Are you picking the Brisbane to get one out of the box? <clears throat> well, this this is the interesting thing. He's going to pick Brisbane on Monday night. How courageous. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Nah, fair call. Cop, um, <laughs> cop, cop that, Dusha. Fucking rise to it, mate. Stand up. Do what <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is that <laughs> I, I just, like, I will probably tip Geelong. I will probably tip you along, yeah. but I'm very, 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 very certain on the fact that Brisbane could definitely roll you. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. I would almost be more confident if it wasn't for the footy tips. If I was, like, say, 10th or whatever, Brisbane would be my tip because I legitimately think they're going to win. Oh, shit. But I'm tipping Geelong because I have to be making safe calls where I am. Coward. You are a coward. You're a bloody I'll, coward. I'll be, uh, if I wasn't a Geelong supporter, I'd just throw a smoky and probably tip Brisbane as well. You throw a smoky every fucking game. I know. I'm not very good at tipping. You're bad at tips because you just, you look at your tips and you're not like, who do I think is going to win? You're like, oh, would it be good if this team won? That's what I yes. do. Yes. That's what we yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how we roll, mate. That's how we roll on this show. <laughs> you're the outcast. Uh, not how footy tips work. Uh, well, then how do I want this one to go? Giants, St. Kilda. I'd love the Saints to win. Get the Giants out of the fucking eight. Does that mean you're going to tip St. Kilda? Yeah, maybe. Nah, Giants <laughs> Giants it. by six goals. Yeah, Giants, I think that because much like Essendon and Brisbane, coming home like a fucking freight train, uh, I reckon they'll win. They'll put them to bed and they'll be like, finals are a real big chance now. Oh, now we've got the reverse game of the year. <laughs> Suns versus Carlton at Metro. Suns by eight goals. Oh, it's, a, it's. I don't know. They might be like, they might be big-headed after a big win. <laughs> no, there's no way. Carlton is letting them get big-headed. Although, how much KFC do you reckon he ate when they won? Oh, shit loads. Hey. <laughs> they blew their budget. <laughs> well, that's why they could lose this week. Stewart, they had to shut down the training facilities for a week. They couldn't meet rent. 
<laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if Carlton win this just because they need to win something. Yeah, but I've been saying that for about four weeks. And no, I, but this is the softest opposition they'll come up and against. And I really, really, really want Carlton to beat someone else so that their only win for the season doesn't come from the defeat of the Essendon Bombers. Yeah. Which was a disgraceful game and is probably going to be the game that does cost us the finals if we don't make it. Because we should have won that. It's ridiculous that we lost to such a fucked side. I think Gold Coast will win. I'm only tipping Gold Coast. I said eight goals. So Eight goals? Yeah, they'll smash them. Nah, I reckon they'll win Tom that. Lynch kicked seven on them earlier this year. Yeah, he's not playing though. Yeah, so Stephen May will kick seven. <laughs> From fullback. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Gold Coast by three goals, I think. Then we've got Adelaide v. Melbourne. Melbourne. Crows. Melbourne. I think Melbourne will lift. If Melbourne beat Adelaide this week... I Adelaide think that, are out. Yeah. They, 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 or they're still in it, but it's... Or Melbourne will be out of the eight if they lose. It's a big game. Massive game. So what's funnier? I'll Tex be- Walker having a cry. Yeah, so probably Melbourne. Oh, no, you know what? Let's keep both Melbourne supporters and Adelaide supporters on tenterhooks. Draw. Well, if... Split the points. Okay, so currently as a ladder stance, if Adelaide win, they won't jump into the eight because the percentage is too low, but they will still be within touch. Melbourne will probably drop out just provided that uh, provided that Hawthorne and Geelong and maybe North win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I think if Melbourne if Melbourne lose and Adelaide win, that's not the end of either of their seasons. But if it's the other way around and Melbourne win and Adelaide lose, Adelaide, especially if Melbourne thrash Adelaide, they're in a lot of trouble. I don't think they'll thrash them, but I think Melbourne by a couple goals. Um, All right. Makes you go on the lift and tear Sam Jacobs a new one. Gorm will be embarrassed by getting outmuscled by Tom Hawkins and he will lift and have 60 hitouts. 60 hitouts, kick three goals. Three goals? <laughs> Two goals. He, he wants he that brown line. Two goals, five. He can taste it. Two goals from outside 50, five behinds from directly in front. <laughs> Set shots. Yeah. Uh, North Melbourne take on West Coast. West Coast by two points. Oh, it's in uh, Tassie, is it? Yeah. That's why it's only two points. Oh, bloody hell. It's, uh, North playing for their season, but I think you're right, Dusha. I think they're I think they're cooked. Yeah. I think Adelaide and Essendon are a real chance to sneak into the eight, but I don't think North will. Giants and Hawks as well. I think yeah. North will pinch a win. Here? Yeah, I think they'll get it. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be tipping West Coast. It'll be a close win. I think it'll be a tight, low-scoring game down there. Especially if the weather's shit house. No, it might be the opposite. There might be like eight, 10 goal quarters depending on who's kicking with the wind. That's true. You never know down there. Unpredictable. West Coast, I think, will want to win this just to stay in touch with potential top couple of spots. Yep. They want that home final. Oh, they need it. Yep. Also, a home final for West Coast could spell the disaster of a top four team. Fuck, Yeah. Optus Stadium could claim very big scalps. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hellhole Stadium. Imagine having to go to Hellhole for a prelim. Ugh. Fuck. Or even, even like the qualifying final. Like, surely if you lose that in in Perth, you're fucked. Like, you're done for. You, you'll lose two in a row and you're done. Not necessarily. Sydney have done it. Yeah. Sydney have. Superhuman freaks, though. Especially when it comes to games like that. But yeah, Jesus. It's just like, I'd be so scared about sending, like, in a finals charge where you finish, like, fourth. So say, like, Melbourne or someone, that's probably not going to happen. Okay, let's just say West Coast finished second and Collingwood finished third. third. Sending Collingwood to Perth. 
Think about like there was ki- Eddie McGuire will be like, no, 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 too big of a game. Fucking play it at the G. <laughs> oh. Bear in mind too, Collingwood play in Perth in the final round as well. Against they West will get Coast. a week off in between. No, against Frio. That's almost worse. Yeah. Because if they didn't get a week off, they could just stay there. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Yeah, it's almost like they should have a buy in the middle of the year rather than the end of the year like the players originally asked for. Yeah. Anyway. I actually, uh, yeah. Just quickly on that, I don't mind the mid-season buy. I don't like how they spread it out over three or four weeks now. Just have two breaks in the middle of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Just have one break. I don't know. I like the, the way The AFL are terrified of there not being football on. Players want the players want two buys. They want two. Yep. Yeah. All right. Then give them one in like round eight, and give them one in round yeah sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. I like the week off before finals, but that's as keep a, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Give them all the weeks. Fucking <laughs> twelve weeks. Give them some breaks. Want no buys because we can't win after them. Well, they should just make it a seventeen game season and have two buys and a buy for finals. Now, what about um the idea of having a floating fixture. So, 17 and then five games between the people who were near you. Was that Eddie Maguire's dumb idea? No, nah, Eddie Maguire wanted a conference. I don't like any of that because someone pointed out quite rightly that it rules out um, at this time of year the chance for Gold Coast to beat Sydney because they just wouldn't play them. Yeah, true. True. And clubs like that and like Brisbane and Carlton need to beat yeah. bigger teams for belief and for experience. And it happens and every year also. Yeah. This is probably a little- Again, the game's fucking fine. Yeah. The game is fine, yep. This is a little early for the uh, Gold Coast Sydney thing to happen, but it'll something like that's going to happen again towards the end of the year, 100%. Carlton will pinch a win at some point, I think. Yeah. They'll surprise somebody. Essendon will beat Richmond. It's all yep. going to happen. Yeah. Brisbane will get up against Geelong and yeah. Collingwood and West Coast and North Melbourne. And um, <laughs> they- You're not, not going to lose the game for the year. No. <laughs> I, you know, I've been saying that every week. Bulldogs, West- Port. Port. On Mars. Port. Doggies. Port. Port. Uh, Doggies will... Sadly, wave goodbye to you, Tom, as they're sent back to Earth after losing by 106 points. How many weeks ago did they um, jump you? Five weeks ago? Four weeks? Five? Three. Yeah, oh, they're due. They're due one early. And They'll finally, at Optus Stadium, Freo take on Hawthorne. Boys. Mm. It's going to be an ambush. No. Yeah. You think Freo will beat Hawks? Yes. Okay. That's it. And the Hawks, a team that need to win to stay in touch with the finals. Yep. Do you reckon pressure will be on them more? And actually, the fact Fre- that- Freo got nothing to fucking lose. They're a mathematical possibility if you're high. <laughs> <laughs> are they still? Yep. They need like two teams above them to fall over, but they are a mathematical possibility. Oh, that would give them, they won all of them, 12 wins, but their percentage is like 83. It's not happening. I, no, I, it just won't. You've got to win 13 at least to get in this year. According oh. to the AFL, when they do their run home, Fremantle still feature in the run home figure in the run home article. Freo don't have yeah. odds to win the grand final. You can't battle, be, battle. Yeah, because they're not going to win it. <laughs> they'll get knocked out round first round. Oh mate. Well, they're, they're going to get knocked out before then because they're not going to make finals. But yeah, I just don't think Hawthorne are going to lose to Freo. Hawks by six goals, especially although. I wonder, okay, say Essendon come out and they beat Sydney by like 30 points, which is huge. Yes. Which is huge. That's going to put a lot of pressure on, because that's a Friday night game. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Adelaide, Hawthorne, Hawthorne, North, Geelong. Domino effect. To not shit the bed, because all of a sudden we could leapfrog someone. Shit's real. Yeah. All right, so that's our tips for this week. And this episode, as you would have noticed, is a fucking monster again. We're getting really bad at this. My arrogance knows no bounds. (laughs) So, uh, we've got a lot of emails. I'll read a couple out. And then I reckon, boys, 
mailbag episode next week. Sounds yeah, good. But yeah, for now, got an email from Connor. Uh, subject, I've no longer had a gut full. And this is part two from an email we received last week. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Hi, lads. It appears I was incorrect in my previous email regarding how the 2018 <laughs> fixture was set. I'm very sorry for my mistake. All the years of Richmond finishing ninth and the jerks that followed made me very defensive about the Tigers. Something okay. which has been hard to shake, even with the success last year. Anyway, how do you rate the radio commentary of the games? I've started listening to ABC Grandstand. It's pretty bloody all right. Thoughts? Apologies again. I'll be buying a shirt shortly. Connor. Oh, good boy. <laughs> good on you, Connor. Um, now nah, you're all right, mate. You're all right. <laughs> good to admit you were wrong. Uh, it's good. Brave. It's a bit Richmond. It's a bit of bravery about Richmond. Yeah. It takes courage to admit you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. which Damien Hardwick did when he tried again. Yeah. With a new blueprint and sacked yeah. all his assistants. In terms of the radio, um, eh. radio commentary. Sometimes I listen to Triple M because I really love Billy Brownless yeah. commentating games. But you don't. If you listen to Triple M, you don't want to know. You, you want to listen to a game where you don't necessarily need to care what's happening on the field. Yeah, you're just there for the entertaining shenanigans, basically. Alternatively, Triple M is fine if you're very familiar with the teams that are playing. Correct. Yeah. Because a lot of the time they'll just be like, name, oh! and yeah. like. Without any indication of... So if it's like it's... It's happened to me a few times. Uh, I was actually listening to the Triple M commentary of the Collingwood-Brisbane game. And at points, yeah. I was just like... They were going nuts. And I was like, who has the fucking ball? Like, I, <laughs> I cannot tell what's going on. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, like a lot of a lot of commentary, especially like ABC and stuff like that, is pretty solid because they're professionals. Yeah. <laughs> ABC Grandstand, SEN, probably another one now that they've got... um. Jared on there, and there's yep. a few pretty good special comments guys on there. If you're ever listening to a Geelong game, don't listen to K-Rock. It's the local radio. It's you, it, There's no point. <laughs> Is it they Geelong are, themed? No, no, no. They're like Because they, they, they do like three games for the round. It's always a Geelong game and another one, but their commentary is so biased. It's actually- oh, so yeah, it's for Geelong, yeah? It, they're based in Geelong. They're not supposed to be biased is what they are. Like oh. They will question every free kick against, and it's really awkward. So they're like Eddie Maguire. Yeah. They say they're going to be impartial, but they're not. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Uh, just one final email. Just a very positive one to end the episode. And like we said before, mailbag episode next week. So send us any more emails and anything we missed this week, we'll get to then. This one is from Aaron. Holy shit, boys. Saturday was such a good one to be a Bombers fan. But more importantly, I have to say what a glorious day it was to be a Cats fan. Oh. Game of the season. <laughs> If you want a game to show someone how good footy is, this would be up there. I got my On answer. the siren, fuck me dead. <laughs> I'm not even a cat supporter and I loved it. <laughs> that celebration out of the way, I thought I'd ask a question about a part of footy that I don't hear discussed much uh, since I was like 12. The mascots, boys. Are they good? Bad? Silly? Who has the best one? All in all, still loving the show. Have no idea what I'll listen to on Wednesdays during the offseason. Kindest regards, Aaron. Who has the best? Well, because the mascots... So there's like the mascots, but then there's actually like the official AFL sanctioned mascots that have like nicknames. Yeah. But they don't necessarily represent the mascot. So for example, Geelong's mascot is Half Cat. But the <laughs> official mascot through the AFL is Tommy Cat or some shit like that. <laughs> Who's Half Cat? Half Cat's the Geelong mascot. He wears the half on the back of his jumper. I don't know who the second option is for Brisbane. I know that there's um Bernie Gabba Vegas. <laughs> And it's like a lion who's I'm wearing sorry. like a, a is Brisbane. Is he named after Bris Vegas? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lion who wears like a a, a suit that's in like, like an Elvis suit, yeah, like but a in Brisbane jacket, colours. Yeah, and he just rolls around and talks to the kids on the on the sideline. And we've yeah. got Fuck, um, it's atrocious. Yeah, Bernie. Fuck, we got the mosquito. Fuck, what's his name? Skeeter. 
Mosquito, that's right. He's a mosquito. <laughs> yes. Makes no fucking I'm going to be honest. I haven't paid attention to mascots since I was a kid. You ready? I could probably give you none of them now that I'm thinking about it. There's um, there's Captain Carlton and then uh, the, uh, the girl. I fucking hate blue, that. Blue, um, she's the blue something. They've got two because they've got a women's team. Do you guys have a, a, a girl line as well? Probably. I don't know. Hawks have got two. They've got Hawker and then Girl Hawk. <laughs> Who, Hawker and Hawkett, I think, and Hawkett is Hawkett is quite clearly a man in the costume because they walk in a because they walk in a really over exaggerated girly way. Which if a girl was in the costume, wouldn't happen. They They just just and they flirt with all like everybody, and it's like, well, to be fair, at my work we've had like Hawker come around. Hawker loves young mums. So you're like, little kid comes over for a photo, and Hawker's all about their mum. Yeah, (laughs) your mascots are weird. Yeah, (laughs) they're fucking weird. Fitzroy used to have a gorilla. Yep, they did. Before they were a lion. Footy used to have- Brisbane uh, were a bear. Fitzroy used to have cheerleaders. Lord. That used to be a thing at the footy. Man. This is going back a while. Well, like it's not really any. Three when no, Mark no, no, like, was- No, no, no. A fair way back. A was fair it before way. they had Briz Vegas the lion? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Bernie, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So uh, the mascots are still pretty outrageous yep. and silly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, still mostly appeal to 12 year olds. So, Aaron, that's probably why you haven't heard much. Uh, yeah, like we struggle with them too. <laughs> They're bizarre. There's mm. Some of them are like interesting. Like, um, there's the, the docker who's just like a surf guy that looks like Nat Fife. No, it looks like I'm Sean McManus. <laughs> or Clive Waterhouse. Oh boy, <laughs> that kind of blonde surfy look. And I'm like, they're yeah. dockers. They're not the Frio surfers. They're dock workers. <laughs> their symbol is an anchor. So their their mascot should just be like a big metal anchor that rolls around the ground. Yeah. What's the Gold Coast one? Uh, lifeguard. That makes that makes sense. And the Giants is a giant. A giant. A, a big giant in a footy uniform. All right. Adelaide. Uh, a crow. Obviously, no, that makes Sean, sense. you fucking idiot. All right. Oh, steady on, mate. It's Sorry. fucking Adelaide. It could have been anything. Yeah, true. It could have been no spine. Port Adelaide is just a guy with like That's a lightning a, bolt. It's, a, it's a, an anthropomorphized lightning bolt called Tommy Thunder Power. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you say you didn't know much about these? Well, watch me. Bloody hell. What um, else you got? Sydney is a swan, a swan? I'm assuming. Yep. I, think it's called, I think it's named after Bobby Skilton. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I think it's called um, like Swanny Skilton or something like that. St. Uh, Kilda? Uh, is a saint. No, he's, he's a blonde dude. Just looks like Nick Rewald. He looks like a superhero. <laughs> so he's not wearing a... He's got a halo, usually. Oh, that's a bit piss weak. And wings. Uh, I've got a, a demon. Man. They've got three. So the Melbourne have three. Two. So they've got an, uh, three like demon kind of players. They've got Chuck and Checker. Chuck and Checker. And a girl. I think she's called Cheeky or something. I don't know. So Essendon, I found out why it's a mosquito. Uh, yeah. the, our 1920s team that won back-to-back... Premierships were called the Mosquito Fleet, and his name is Moz Skeeter Reynolds. Uh, after Dick Reynolds. Yeah. Well, uh, what about- <laughs> I've just seen the Giants. <laughs> it's hilarious, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen him on the ground. The one, oh the one I like God. too, though. He's got chompers. Like Do you remember he's- Collingwood's mascot? Jock one eye McPie. McPie. Yes. Great name. Fucking hell. See, the, the Geelong mascot is, is called Half Cat. At the games, but the, I think the actual Geelong mascot, like the official one, is a different bloke. Which Geelong one's that? Sorry, I know this is an audio medium, but I'm just <laughs> passing Nick. pictures around here. That's not fucking half cat. Who's that? That's that's the other bloke I'm thinking of. Um, Slam and Sam. Just Tom qu- <laughs> just Named quietly. after John Sam Newman. Now, that, that bloke is not the official mascot at any Geelong games. Does that St Kilda one, if it had a beard, remind you of Matt Stewart? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, right? 
Matt Stewart, are you the answer? Are you actually the? He probably is. So probably. for everyone, we're all just we're discovering mascots and how ridiculous they are. Just it's it's <laughs> fucked because Geelong's mascot is not the mascot here. Uh, if you just Google team name and then mascot, they all come up. They've all got ridiculous names. They all look silly. Claude Curls Crow is the Adelaide player. Johnny the Do- Oh, this is dumb. I don't know why I'm still talking. Hey, guys, guess what the name of the Great Western Sydney mascot is? What? G-Man. <laughs> Western Bulldogs is Sid. Yeah, Skilton. Sid Skilton. Um, also, according to Google, and this cannot be right, the North Melbourne one is the North Melbourne Football Club Kangaroo. <laughs> Fuck, these are so shit. <laughs> anyway, controversial. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the history of why Geelong's mascot is two different mascots. Yeah, uh, best mascot is G Man. <laughs> well, and if you want to looking at a picture of G Man shaking Shane Mumford's hand, <laughs> fuck, he looks like he's going Super Saiyan. <laughs> love you, G Man. Love you, G Man. Um, and if you want to share your love of G Man and get in our mailbag next week, send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail um, or you can get us get in touch with us on Twitter at How Goods Footy. Or you can get in touch with us individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. I'm at Douche Thirteen. Use the hashtag How Goods Footy if you're tweeting any of us individually, because in the mailbag episode, I might grab some tweets as well. Yep, nice. Uh, and uh, next week, go Cats, go Ooh. Lions. Hey, hey, Tom. Yeah, mate. Go friendship. Oh, friendship all the way. Go Bombers. Fuck Sydney. Oh wait, it's a conflict. Oh, oh no, oh, no oh, internal oh, conflict. Shit. I, um, so which beanie are you going to wear? Well, uh, the only one you have. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's your punishment. <laughs> That's your game fucking with- punishment. You've got to watch the Essendon game in your <laughs> Sydney beanie. Look, it'll be good to take it off when we win. Yeah. Also, try and get. I would, if I were you, I'd make a few edgy calls in the tips because you need to get more than three ahead. Because remember, you're going to lose three. Oh uh, yeah, fuck for your crimes against the game. Also, button. Make yourself known on social media. <laughs> Who are you? You're coming for me so fucking hard. <laughs> don't. Don't tell him. Just keep coming. I hope it turns out to be like Joel Zammett. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.